another episode of Porter Culture Podcast, Soccer Podcast, for us, by us, an intersection between soccer and black culture. You got your boy here, Ringo. You got Coach Tony. You got Grego here. What's up, gentlemen? How's it going? It's going lovely, baby. How you doing? It's a lovely day. Hey, man, it's a beautiful day. Hey, spring finally broke. It's actually nice. Hey, it's right? real it nice. Hasn't, it's been raining for 40 days and 40 nights. Yep. Hey, I was working on an arc, but I finally said, you know what? Fuck it, spring's back. MLS is back. Let's go. It was a beautiful day. It was a perfect day for some footy outside. It was. It's pretty. It's first first week is this weekend, man. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's back. It's back. And we got a guest here today. Uh, a special. Hey, what DJ and a special guest in the building. Every, every. <laughs> <laughs> Introduce yourself, man. Uh, so I go by Sekou. Um I'm the creative director for the Kid Boys Club. <clears throat> nice to have you, man. Yes, sir. Yes, welcome, sir. welcome, big fans over here. We we, we finally made it to our kid episode, man. Finally, finally, it's finally. It's been a long time kid episode. Uh, when, when I got to thinking about uh, uh, doing this episode, of course, Zeku was one of the first people who came to mind. Of course, uh, for those of you who don't know what he does with Kid Boys, he's basically like the guy that's been, brand that's been doing all the split jerseys, like the, the half and halves with the Atlanta United jerseys, uh, New York City FC, sure. did the one with the Atlanta United and, uh, and the Falcons. Uh, like he's, he's been doing this thing, man. Um, of course, we looked, up, we looked up again back at the... Um, the UV at, event. Uh, yeah, last year at the, the Black Arrow yeah. uh, uh, Champions League final, yeah, and um, yeah, we, we hit it off pretty well. And um, of course, I saw him again at the Kid Unveiling. I was like, "Yeah, like, oh, yo, that shit was a vibe. That was a good day." Like, I look at the IG picture we took all the time. I'm like, man, we gotta do that shit again. That was a good look. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. I, I'm, I'm trying to see what we can do as far as. Uh, Doing some watch parties for, for this season because everyone's got their own vibe, you know. Everybody, like you know, Buddy Mob's got theirs, Resurgence has theirs, Terminus has, has theirs, man. So it's like, how do, how do you kind of work your way in when everyone's already kind of got their established thing? But uh, but we uh, we gotta figure something out for this season. We gonna insert culture. That's what we do, Greg. We got insert culture. together we you know we're boys and stuff like that so um he actually did all that set it all up kind of you know by himself really um it kind of just informed us of what's going on you know that you know this would be a cool idea so i was like all right cool you know i get off work i pull up and then it's like a party outside the whole house i'm like i thought we were having a pop-up shop and then yeah lo and behold it ended up being a uh, kind of like a function you know people just wilding and it, but it was dope you know but you had vodka up and it was like yo Yo, it was nuts. I had only one thing of vodka. I had a, a 26 pack or a 36 pack, and everybody had fun. Don't ask me how. I don't know. I wasn't prepared for it, but everybody had a good time, and I think we might be. Yeah, 
tell you, Kettle One makes the most fragile uh, vodka tops ever. So if you want to sponsor us, we'll take. Hey, this we'll take it, yeah, Kettle. So kettle hey, if you want to send us, we're open. Yeah, if you, Tolero has been slacking, I meant to say that last episode when we was in the Tolero in presence, but I, I, got, I got scared. But. Yeah, man, so my, my, my bottle of kettle, man, somehow it opened in the car, so now my car smells like uh, cucumber kettle for, like, the next week, so, shit, I hope I don't get pulled over. <laughs> like, yeah, hey, I'm going to be rolling the windows down. So what you're saying is that you want to get hit up like red, like my office hours are from nine That's it. That's it, bro. That's it. <laughs> well, speaking of office hours, I know, I know who didn't. Who did they had to hear the notes last week? And that was, um, it was our boys, the home team. Uh, they, they got uh, smacked. The first game of the season, they, they got smacked up. Like, are, are we? Are this a yearly, is this a yearly thing where we just get smacked mm. up the first year of the season? I'm not surprised. Uh, I mean, yeah. because. It's funny how I heard some people talking about like, oh, well, they did play a preseason and everything. Like, first of all, you're playing some, you know, scrubs. Really, you are playing B team. You are playing B team stuff, and a lot of people are like, even people. I saw people get hyped up over that. What was that seven one seven nil game? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, why are y'all reading into that? Like, it means that all dudes are doing going fifty percent, trying to get their touches alive. And so when you're going into a highly contested situation where something's online and you're going into Costa Rica like that, where it's a team that's notorious for having a home field advantage, yeah, you're going to get smacked around. They've they've smacked uh, Club America at at home before. uh, So it's not like – I don't know what it is about American teams, American clubs, and Costa Rica, but, like, we don't win there for shit. Yeah, it's because it's such a great vibe when they get there. So everyone's everyone's outside. They seduce enjoying you. It. They yeah. seduce you. I mean, I mean, I'm in your hotel room, you got a beautiful Costa Rican woman. I'm not giving a damn about practice. I, I practice. I heard a copy here. Exactly. Trying to get some. The whole country seduces you, man. Yo, like, like that didn't that didn't look too good. I mean, luckily, you know, we got we got a away goal. To, to bring back course. Well, I got a question, Gregor. What do you think about the tactics that was selected by our head? Hey, I tell you, it, he was terrible. He, hey, Frank DeBoer got out coached by like a, a, a dude that had on jeans, a blazer, and fitted. Like fit he had a, he had a. Hey, I was like, <laughs> yo, I was like, who's uncle from Brooklyn flew down and was just like, yo, oh, he, 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 he was like, he was like, get okay, I'm coach, no problem. <laughs> Oh, Yo, no. We attack the goal, and then you score, score, score. Right. <laughs> so, so, here, so here's my thing here. Uh, at least from everything I, I saw with what happened during during uh, preseason, you, uh, I was on the impression that we still had a ten for the most part with Alex like Barca, and but during the the game against Radiata, like he's basically staying out wide. Like he had moments where he was trying to cut inside. Anytime he did, he, he held onto the ball way too I was about long. to say, yeah, that man. He, yeah, he, he won't give that ball up, man. And I was like, yo, like, and of course, what, what didn't help was that, <laughs> I will say, I, I love my guy to death, but Joseph didn't really do it well as far as, like, well, there, there was, there was a, there was they a gap. There was a huge gap between the mid and, and Joseph. There was that part. But I was actually, I was at the start from the back, first of all. Like oh, the back three. Yo, I, I was surprised that yo, he had Miles in middle. Yeah, yeah, it's a back three. 
he had Miles in the middle, Parky on the that, side, that, and then yeah. LGP. And I didn't understand why Parky was on the side and Miles was on. Yeah, that, I didn't understand that. Honestly, I honestly I think it was Frank and Parky's idea to put Miles there because that's where Miles played I in college. Say, I gotta understand giving him that. Miles, it, you know, I they, have no problem. But they, that wasn't the time. To we kind of went down there overconfident. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the positions yeah. we had our kids playing at, they shouldn't have been at. Oh, and like, Bello got exposed too. Well, here, well, here's the thing. Uh, one, speaking of uh, Bello, I'm glad that he got that experience yeah. because you're not going to get that experience if you don't play. Right. Mm. I agree. And no. So Say hopefully no. he can take what he learned by fucking up uh, most of the game and saying, okay, how do I use this to make myself better? Because the bottom line is you, you're not seeing too many 17-year-olds that are playing Champions League uh, football really anywhere like that. So I think that it's, it's good on the board to give them that shot. And, you know, luckily it's not – the game's not too far out of reach to where, you know, come Thursday um, when they come here, you know, we could we – could, it's still uh, possible to do 2-0. Do it's still possible. I don't know. Of course, my, my, my big thing there is just that – Hey, it's crazy. So I got a, I got a meeting in Kennesaw. Look at the stars. I got a meeting in Kennesaw Thursday, so I might be up there tailgating. So you see me fuck with your boy. <laughs> I'll be up there. I'll be in the game. Yep. Be in the game? I'll be in the game. You? I'll be in the game. Oh, I just, if it's I, in the game, it's in the game, man. If it's in the game, it's in the game, man. <laughs> I watched the game the other night. Yeah? I did, did you? I mad. stayed up. I'm mad. Hey, it was rough, man. That's how you know I'm getting old. I know. Let me tell you, a 10 o'clock game, I'm right. sitting there like, I had a cup of coffee. I'm sitting there like, I'm like, man. But then, you, and then the thing about it is like, you go in the next morning like, man, I stayed up for this shit. Man, I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> it's always more deceptive. Like, when you have, like, a West Coast game, yeah. like, then, yeah. you're like, you know, stayed up for that shit. I'm struggling the whole work day. One o'clock, and you're wired. Yep. Still it was, like, so, and your co workers, none of them watch soccer, so they're looking at you like, What the fuck did you stay up to watch soccer? <laughs> but, wrong with you? You're right. <laughs> but so when Nagby came in, you really saw his presence. Like, you know, because, yeah. like, thing about uh, Lorenowitz is. Oh, he's having to stay now, by the way. Yeah, yeah, he's, oh, yeah, he's good. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Breaking, breaking news, Nagby's good. Like, who knew? But, yeah, like, when Nagby came in, though, it was really, you know, it's, it's really shows, like, he helped us win our championship last year. So, it's exciting that he wants to stay here. Hopefully, he'll gel with Pitti, Pitti, Pitti Martinez. Yeah. So, yeah. I would say Pitti didn't really impress me that much. No, he looked lazy, didn't he? Like, yeah, like he looked like, like he wasn't really up for Like, some of the through passes that he was going, like, it was just like, you're like flat as hell. And I was like, yeah, like, I mean. First game, y'all. It's the first game. And that's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, he literally just played in the championship, like, like not even 30 days ago. Hey, man. First game. He just, game. it's not like he's been sitting. He was this just. This is not like, FIFA, man. This is not FIFA 2019. He said new tactics, new coach. We mentioned that, you know, back during last month, like after the war guy, I like, you have, even though most of the guys are mostly familiar with each other, but you still have, obviously, you have a new coach, you have new tactics, and you have a, a, a new 10. Well, I guess we got two 10s. We don't know which one will be the actual 10. Uh, and it's like, like, you, you still got some stuff to work out. Like you had the same thing at the beginning of, uh, of last season as well. Oh, no. this, this is my ignorance. Who's the second ten? 
No. Listen, we gotta stop with the Barco. <laughs> All right, I, you know, in my in my heart of hearts, I hope he wasn't gonna say Barco. Like you see the flash in Barco, but Barco's only nineteen, nineteen years old. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like that like makes sense now. Yeah, the, yeah, the hype of him is so. It, and it's like the amount of money we paid for him. It's like I really wish Frank would just say like, be a man and say, listen, Barco, I want you to play a couple seasons with uh, Atlanta. Get your confidence. Time out, man. Hey, it's, it, I, listen, oh, it, it, but look, is, is it cold, though? What has Barco done besides okay, so, lay on the ground? So then, wait, oh, let me no, have, no, like, no. Up until he dropped into Vasquez Was he? Yeah. He wasn't. Barco, was, he's been doing the same thing he's been doing. No, I don't. My memory, hey, my memory is long like Donkey Kong. Barco, since day one, I was like, I see the flashes, but he's so little. He, he's little. They said the same thing about Mitchell. They did. I don't. I don't think it's me personally. I don't think like it's his, his physical presence. It, I don't it think. comes down to his, his IQ is really sharp. It, I just don't understand why. Like there's certain wingers and there's certain attackers that will basically go at you and like like a, like a Jaden Sancho, right? Mm-hmm. Like he'll go at you respectively, be three players, but there's a certain effectiveness you gotta add to it, and that's what it comes down to. The coach is gonna let you play and do whatever you want as long as it works and it's yeah. effective. The problem with Barco is. He does it to the point where it's not effective. exactly, and that's so, my main thing. But actually, knowing he's nineteen, like it makes sense. It's like it's like when Ronaldo first got to to Man United, right? Like he did ten step overs, and Ferguson was like, "Look, bro, at like, least, like, like, at least, at least ten step overs." Like, you know but then think about, and then you had like Nani come in right yeah. after. He's like, "Oh, it works for him. I'm gonna right. do it too." And I'm like, "Yeah." Now I would say if it works, if it's effective, then he can. But it gets to the point where it's ineffective, and that's kind of the And that's my feel with Barca. Like, I've watched him because everyone's like, oh, my God, he's so great. I've watched his highlights. I'm like, I see it. But it's like, I just feel like he's not so ready. So this is my question. Top five so you bring up <laughs> every episode. Every episode. Like, when you play in the USL, there's, there's kind of a gap behind a lot of you. It is and a that's huge gap. It's a big gap. Right, gap. right. So you don't want to get to the instance where you're, you're spending the bread and then you put a player into the USL. That's what I was going to say. And then he doesn't develop. And then you get into a, a waste of investment. Because at the end of the day, these are all businesses. You yeah. hire up. So, so that's why it's Daniels will not ride for that because as much money as you put into okay. that boy. All right, all right. Fuck it. We won't send him to the second division. Nah, division. son. We nah, won't send son. him to the second division. At nah. least loan the kid. Send it, load him, load him. I mean, we, we thought about that. We were trying to. We uh, tried to with Almiron. Remember yeah. the whole I yeah. mean, trying to keep all the DPs. Until they figure out, like my main issue with how the formation worked, which is like I said, you had you had nobody like really steering the engine from 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 the middle. It was mm-hmm. like you're trying to either put it on one side the, the PT or put it on the other side the Marco and. That's not how it works. You, need someone, you still need someone there in the middle and say, okay, like, hey, Nagby. which way? Yep. Do you mm-hmm. We said think? last year, like, he was the catalyst for everything yep. last year. And, and I he, think that he was, a, he was a silent MVP last year. If, mm-hmm. if, you, if you keep a 3 4 3, like, you need. Bro. To have I, if you ever go three in the back, it has to have a three that has some type of chemistry like nobody else, and it only works in that case. And that's why say, I thought I was it was gutsy as hell. Either way, I mean, either way, if you do that, you got to have a chemistry like nobody else. And yeah. the fact that you have Miles, and I understand Miles, like he did that when he was in college, but at the same that's time, guys. exactly. And we we know we talked about the college but, game, but but you know, I would say Miles. He improved as the game went on. Like first, he grew. Like like at first, I was like, "Oh, Miles!" But the way he stepped it up, 
like I said, the LGP, the mistake he made, you know, the mistake he made should not have happened. Especially because it's not like it was a new keeper. Like, he, uh, him and Brad should have a great understanding with and each other. And that's why I said first game, y'all. Yeah. It's first just, game. It's just how we do. But, but you know, um, uh, your, your boy DeBoer actually did it almost the exact same thing. Because um, Jay Riddle came out with a video today. Uh, Only Jay would find this shit. Of course. <laughs> uh, he, 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 found a, he found a video of DeBoer. I think, I, I don't know if it's like in the Eredivisie or in Champions League. I know that it was Champions League. It was because um, Juventus. And he basically had the same type of giveaway. And it led to a goal. Like, just, just make, practicing. You know, yeah, this is what, what we do in Marietta. We practice it. That's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> gotcha. But no, like, I, I think that last week was actually, aside from that game and, and also uh, the Toronto game, like, of course, we, we were watching that one live. Like, they got smacked. Like, yeah. Serious. Yeah. But uh, for the most part, uh, the MLS teams did pretty well. Uh, uh, Red Bulls won. Uh, uh, Houston won. Beasley is still scoring goals. He's 97 years old. Hey, I'm, I'm telling you, Master Roshi. That's it. That's, that's Beasley out there. Hey, but and then, and we're then, breaking news, Toronto is winning right now. So, I mean, they th- four, four they're not. They got 1-0 right now in 64 minutes. So, maybe they could turn it up and score. I think they need four. No, they need four goals. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, 30 they, minutes. And then Sporting Kansas City, they beat Toluca so bad. Toluca fired their manager. They did. They let them go. They let them go yesterday. Yep. Yesterday. Yep, but yeah, on Monday, like they just said, nah, you can't be losing to American teams like that. Like, that's, that's not gonna work. <laughs> but yeah, but with Toluca Man, though, they've been can't be losing to a top ten league. Hello, you know, top five. Simmer <laughs> down, top five. Have some respect. Put some respect on our name, yo. But no, the thing with Toluca though, I mean, the manager. Um, like I said, he he's been losing big games in, in uh, League MX right now, so it was it was about time for him to go. I mean, you know, it, 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 it happens like that sometimes. Like you just run into a bad stretch. You know, hopefully you can recognize it before it's too late. Hopefully you can recognize it before you put in an injured player for another injured player, hold and up. then he can. <laughs> hold up, man! Hold up, man! Hold up! You, you, you talking about the squad, man? Hey, come on, oh, Seku, are you? Oh yeah, Seku is another. Yep. Yep. West side. That's the true West Side of Africa. But no, I mean, like, I, I see two things here. I, I, I pretty much was on my couch here the entire week. So, cool. Sunday, you had Liverpool and uh, Man United. Uh, that was one of the most hardest games I've ever. Yo, that was like a charity match of like, <laughs> like some, like, <laughs> like some bad risk. Never got going. Man. I was like, never got going. What you say is it? Is it? Liverpool play bad or Manchester United play well? Um, Manchester United played well. They, they, I, they, I, it was, I, it was I Liverpool. So. Like I said, it's weird to say that Manchester United upset Liverpool. The fact it's, that you had Luke Shaw locking down Mane. Yeah. I mean, not Mane. Um, We're going to keep this on 50s. Mo Salah honestly hasn't had a good game against Man United in like four games. Exactly. No. Luke yeah. Shaw. And Ashley shook. Young having his bag twice. Yep. And Shaw having this bag last time. But I agree. But Mo hasn't really play well all year that's the, all season that's a weird yeah especially top top six I like top i think six, i yeah. think like the world cup shook him like it fucked his confidence no sergio ramos yeah, no, <laughs> you go back champions league he took his soul yeah <laughs> you know sometimes like you, you get you get hammered by the dark arts and it's like nah 
But I, I will give props to you know Liverpool in the sense of, I mean the one time Keeper was called into action, he made arguably one of the best saves. I mean that save on Lingard was, that was huge. The way he just stood his ground and then kept his eye on the ball and got it, man. I thought for sure Lingard was gonna put that one through. But the vision of who, Messi Lingard played for what? Put some respect on his I know, name. That's Messi he Lingard, for, baby. He played for six minutes. Like, I, like I, was, hey, I saw him come on. I went and made some eggs, and I saw him go off. I was like, <laughs> bro, eggs only take a couple minutes. <laughs> I was like, damn. Dude. But no, man, like, 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 how do, like, how, how do you take off someone in the first half? For someone who's already... Well, in, I mean, to be honest, like... Are, are, we, are, are we that short-handed? Like, yo, like... Well, Ole, Ole Gunnar's going to be under scrutiny for that one as far as, like, why I was going to bench if he wasn't good to go. Mm-hmm. And so everybody's going to call into question those tactics as far as, you know, personnel um, picks. So that one, if someone's not, you know, 100% to go, then why have them on your bench? Mm-hmm. You know, I'll, you better call some reserves up or something. Because they're going to need it this week because, uh, yeah. like, like, ten guys are out. It's like, you know, this, oh, thank like, you. And, you, and you still try, and you still got PSG next week. It's like, man, it's going to be tough. It's a true test. It's a true test. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, do you think, so, Seku, do you think Ole should get the job? Out of respect for what he's done, yes. And I My man. Because you got to think about it this way. Because if you go into, because as Manchester United, we've gone through a couple minutes now. You get to the point where it's like, you, let's say, he, you know, he succeeds to the other season and gets off for it. Mm-hmm. Right? And he's still dropping. Now, the next manager, you never know what's going to happen. Play style's changed. But thing, I think the thing that works with Ole is because he understands the mentality part of it. You always have the talent. The talent's not there. Right. It becomes a mentality, style of play. It's still not very So with, with that being said, you know what I'm saying? You bring somebody new in and it doesn't work, then did not become a, a, a problem, you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, I, I think he should keep it. I mean, he keeps the mentality of winning, you know what I'm saying? He's, he's had he, he keeps Pogba happy. Exactly. Paul was dapping him up. I mean, like, that's the key. That was a huge shift was the fact that the players are happy to train and happy to play. I mean, you're at, you're at fucking Man United. Yeah, but like, what is he rubbing Pogba's belly after every game? You, dude, yeah. that's what you gotta do. That's what you gotta do. <laughs> Y'all already know how I feel. So I don't know if you listen to previous episodes. I was talking about how players, um, players now, you, you kind of gotta coddle them. He thinks they're soft. Yeah, it's soft. Like players now With are soft. T. And like the thing is, like, like Pogba is such a good player that he should turn up no matter who the fuck the manager is. Right. So and like that, that's kind of how I feel about Paul. We kind of put a bad taste in my mouth that he didn't turn up for Mourinho, even though Mourinho was like you know fucking the Grim Reaper walking around. Fucking <laughs> uh, I, I say it's a difficult position. I think the reason why you know it's like that now is because the buying power for players is such a is such a high level now. You know what I'm saying? Like they can dictate a lot more. Like there's a reason why Josie Mourinho got sacked before Pablo got. You know, transfer it out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so that's what it comes down to an organization. You gotta look at it like this. It's like the the players' happiness and the, and the flow on the pitch is is actually a really key kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Especially with all these teams. Like you see Chelsea drop in and out, in and out, in and out. Like it's important. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. um, because they have so much buying power, it becomes a challenge. Um, now, I mean, even if you soccer though, it, it goes. It still goes the same. I mean, you can't really do much about a coach, but you know, your coach will play the biggest part in your development if you have the right. You know, if you're with the right person. So yeah, it's it's a gift and a curse, honestly. Um, do I do I blame Pogba? Man up, Ooh. man up. He takes some responsibility. Man up, yeah. man up and ball. Yeah. That's how I feel. Yeah, I'm I mean, like you're I, a professional. Man up and play I, your game. I agree. 
to a certain extent. And I mean, at the end of the day, you have a person who does control the atmosphere of what's going on within that club. Yeah. And at the end of the day, that was Jose. Yeah. You know, and. So, so, coach, I ask you. You know, you have you deal with uh, you deal yeah you deal with professionals. You know, you know. Are you rough? Yeah, yeah. Boss Carter hashtag. You got the hashtag on social now. Oh, do I? Hey, it's out there. But no, but I'm saying though, it's like. You know, the people you work with, you got to rub their bellies to get them to turn up. No, you want them to turn up. They're professional. Do your fucking job. Yes and no. But at the same time, there is a little bit of, you know, something. You buying pizzas? You already no, buying pizzas? No, you just. And I, <laughs> I you know, corporate back, America's a real pizza party. I, I relate it back to the position I played on the field. Yeah. As a goalkeeper. And if I wanted to be successful in the game, I had to talk to each of my defenders a different way. Right. Some defenders I could yell at. Some defenders I couldn't say shit to. Some mm-hmm. defenders I would have to crack a joke with. Let me ask so you. Some, so let's let's transfer that over to the professional world. Same thing. Yeah. You know, there's some people I got to crack jokes with. There's some people I ain't got to say shit. They do the job. So The ones you yelled at, they were a little older, right? Nah. Bullshit. Nah. Nah. <laughs> it goes with my theory, man. Younger ones, nah. man. You got to hit the folk. You got to hit the folk with them to get them to turn up. They're like, oh, okay. They cool. Yeah, I got to do some Fortnite dancing with them. <laughs> yeah, shit, you know? do that shit. Nah, but uh, I think it, 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 that's what it is as far as when you get to that level of being a manager. Yeah. It, it's really about personnel management more than, like, right. yeah, you know, right, what right. you're doing as far as on the field. Like, you're really managing egos and psyches and yeah. everything as far as that. Well, I want to talk about, ask you two, kind of about Liverpool. Do you think Liverpool is going to choke? They're choking now. Oh, they, I mean. It's 100% yes. They, 100% right yes. There. They are definitely there. Because, like I said, they were, what, what seven. Not seven clear? Like, at the beginning of February? And, like, now they're only, they're only a point up from City. Like that's crazy. That's like shocking. they, oh, they. Is, sh- is that a good segue to all the madness to have? Hey, yo, you see what I did there? You see what I did there? You see what I did there? Hey, I'm telling you, man. I've been watching the boys do it. transitions only. You know what the the crazy thing is? Like, City winning the league cup is actually afterthought. Mm-hmm. Like, no, nobody had to talk about that. I don't like everybody. No, nobody cares. I don't like everybody. Yeah, it's weird. Yo, FA Cup only, and then even then they don't get that much. Barely, barely. But 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 of course. You know what's crazy when going back to just what what you were just talking about with how managers deal with players and shit. <laughs> um, you had the madness of uh, uh, sorry and it was and spicy <laughs> boy. It was Damn. spicy. Damn. That, like, I watch. I, I watch all this right here in, 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 in this room right here down here in, in the trap, and I was like, that's just madness. So for those who don't know, uh, of course, the League Cup final was, was Sunday. Versus Chelsea, and in extra time, it was still, still tied, tied nil nil. Uh, uh, Chelsea's keeper Ariza Balaga, Captain Ariza Balaga, asked me to say that. Can you spell it? Actually, I probably could. Hey, but that's I'm looking I, at his name <laughs> now. No, I'm good on that. Nah, bro. But I, I, I can at least pronounce it. That's all that matters. But, um, but uh, <laughs> it, it was a, it was appearing as though he had an injury. And uh, Chelsea's manager was ready to go ahead and pull him off, and had had the sub ready, ready and everything. Cavalero was like, "Yo, like, I'm here, I'm ready." And Kevin was like, "No, no, nah, no, no, I haven't." It's, it's, nah, it's like, I'm get good. your ass over here, don't get go and get He's my like, belt. Have you seen that dude in training? No, I'm not going off the field. <laughs> no, because like Cavalero, like, no, no. like he won. Uh, no, I know, but 
you guys say as a, as a keeper mentality, man. You. So like, you you grew up as a keeper. Like, yeah. like I, I thought there was like some type of like goalkeeper brotherhood. There is, but at the same time, you're the one. There's a reason why you have that number one. It's, back it's hard to jersey. transition to the one as a keeper. Yeah, like that's a really hard thing to do. Dude, like I mean, to be honest, like in college I was a backup, and to get in that field, you know, as a starter, like you ch- you re- you cherish that shit. So then, see, like, and and so when when you feel like, especially at that point of the game where they were, where they're going, you know, it was extra time and then everything, like, you're already thinking, like, PKs. You're like, no, I'm going to handle this shit. And so it was hard to watch from both sides, one as a keeper, because you never want a manager to, like, pull you off. So it was that part where it was hard for me to watch. But then the second part as a manager, when, you know, your player tells you, like, nah, I'm not listening to you. I think I know what's better. That shit. Now, of course, after, now afterwards, they, they tried to, like, Clear it all up. You know, sorry, I said like I thought he, I, um, I thought he was injured. He said he was good. It's, it's all here to mind you. Bullshit. Still, you watch that video. Still, they still, they still find him a whole. <laughs> you watch pain. They saw, yeah, yeah, they find him a week. You're right. A whole. Hey, it shit was cringeworthy. Hey, the was, whole, the whole thing. Hey, it, the, it was hard to watch. Whole. I was in the last ten in Fortnite, and I was watching the game at the same time, and I clipped the whole game. <laughs> Hey, the whole game. That like, shit was like, the hey, whole it was game. drama. <laughs> hey, the whole coaching staff was sour faced. Look at that. Like, Yo, this and, is nuts. And it was crazy because I, I was like, like, sorry, I gotta quit now. I was like, like, you, like, you can't stay around. No. Hey, right. You how you walk in the how locker you, room? How do you win the clubhouse? Yeah, it's yeah. like how do you walk in the locker room and tell people? It's like, bro, you got the fuck. You got sons. You like, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> you got sons. By, and how old was Kevin? Like 21? Yeah, 22? Yeah. He's a kid. That's a hard. Because it's like, what are you doing that to Yeah. Because, like, because Sorry was so bad. He was about to walk out the stadium. He was I would have like, killed like, him. Yo, you got to send Kevin to Siberian League. Like, yo, he's like, yo, I'm going to teach you a nah, lesson. He, he definitely deserved to get benched and to understand that, like, look, look no matter if it's miscommunication or not, all this is can't happen. Yeah, yeah. you can't. You can't. Because there's a strategy to putting, you know, him in the game at the time. You know, I'm taking him off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a PK, he's a penalty specialist. He knows all the minutes that he's mm-hmm. like, yeah. that's, a, that's a strategy thing, too. Not, yeah. not only is it a sub, so you gotta kind of understand that. Exactly. There's a reason why I'm doing, you know, as much as your ego, I would like to, you know, you know what I'm saying? But if you're cramping, you don't feel like you, you know. Now, if you would have stepped up, we would probably have a different conversation. Well, and, well that's that, the thing. If he would have stepped up and did it, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say that. That's exactly what I was alluding to as far as, you know, as a keeper's mindset. Like, if he knows, and that's why I was going back to the training aspect. He knows if he's better at going into PKs against City. Mm-hmm. I can do that or whatever. But at the same time, Cabrera, you know, he he feels like he's known that squad forever. Right. So, but you know what? That, 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 that's very indicative of, of Chelsea as a whole. Because like you, you can go back to the last 10 years since Josie left the first time. And how... You know, how you can, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, it was 11 years ago. Like, Right. Go ahead. But, um, Hope I don't get to that level yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, trust me, it, it'll hit you like, oh, shit. Don't look back. But, um, but no, like you, you, you've you've always had situations with Chelsea where where the manager doesn't really get a, a whole lot of support, and next thing you know, you're gone. And it's like doesn't matter if you win something, doesn't matter if you lose something. It's like, hey, we good, we done with you, wow. And he's 24. Years. I mean, mind you. He, all this considered, he did a whole lot better than they did a couple weeks ago when he got smoked 6-0. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. you know, it's growth. But it's like, right. at, at what point do you just say, yeah, this ain't going to work for us? 
Yeah. All right, so I'm gonna keep it a buck fifty, right? Please. We weren't having this, you know, this conversation about sorry the first half of the season. Everybody's exactly. like, sorry ball, this, this, and that, this, yeah. that, and the third, right? Now you gotta understand the premise. It's a very rapid kind of game style, right? So everybody's gonna adjust quickly. So when they do, you gotta then give a coach time to kind of at least a barrier. Like we think it's only what February. Yeah. You gave him two months to kind of adjust his play style after Boxing Day, and then find some cleanup. It's not gonna come off the bat. It's mm-hmm. not. No way, right? So, but this is my big thing with Chelsea as a club. It's like because of the history Chelsea has with you know all their managers and everything like that. You build the organization around that, and then you give the you know the players a bit more buying power than they should eat. So, right? Always. So you think about Mourinho, right? They you know the players they you know they know if we can play a certain way, we gonna get them out. We gonna get a new one. We can start again. They've done it three times now. Yep. Three whole times. So now when you build an organization around that, and especially the squad you have, now you have a transfer ban for two years. Every coach. You know what I'm saying? So yep. I had to change the tactic. The players probably didn't like the tactic. So what do they do? They knew they're at Chelsea Football Club. This is what I'm going to do. You know what I'm saying? Now, I, I, now sorry has to be a little less stubborn and also alter his play, yes. But I think it's we're, if we're looking at it as in the bigger picture, Chelsea as a club has a serious organizational issue. Mm-hmm. They've been a long time, and, the and, they, and they've never really addressed it. They just allowed for whoever is the, the big star in charge. You know, of course, for the longest time, it was, it was on Terry and Lampard. And now you have... Uh, you have Hazard, you have Aspilicueta, you have Conte, you have Kepa. And, you know, it's, it's, it's still more the same because, of course, they they learn from the people before them and say, hey, we, we, we can run this shit. And, you know, if we don't like them, eventually we, we can get this guy out. And that's, I think that's, that's no way to operate. I mean, granted, they've had some results. Obviously, they, they've won trophies over time, but, you know, I think long term. Listen, hey, man, you work with man, fuck that, fuck Chelsea. <laughs> hey, fuck them because of their fans, yo. Hey, you know, yeah, hey, you know, yeah, hey, yeah, like you know, listen, we, you know, we everybody listen, pays respect. That's what you get. Raheem you know, Sterling, go off. Hey, yeah. right, hey, Raheem Sterling. Hey, I'm telling you, hey, listen, the king of Kingston, Raheem Sterling, said, hey, save Black History Month with that fucking finish, yo. Fuck Chelsea. Raheem Sterling and Spike Lee say like Hey, right. Facts. Facts. So, I hate City, but I got to give it to Raheem. Yeah. The, the, the kid is doing, he's like, he right is now. becoming an icon. I don't want to like, like for, it, but he's a beast. Like, he is going, like, honestly, Raheem Sterling is going to be, like, this generation's, like, Terry Henry. And things like that. Like kids are gonna like what? Like you know, kids are gonna look like, at in him. In a lot of ways, I can actually see that because he because he has that mixed relationship with with the fans. I, I, I can see it. Mm. Whoa, I Hot see take. Hey, hey, I'm telling you, like the kid is balling. He's he a he's balling at City. You know what I mean? He's doing he's doing what he can for the black community. I mean, it's mean, England, man. Come I'm on, man. I'm just, I'm, you, you, so, I mean, y'all World Cup. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Hey, what did, hey, what did Pochettino say? It's not about trophies. Oh, God. <laughs> it's not about and, that, and that is exactly why I don't want him to come to Man United. That's exactly why. After you made that comment, I'm done. Nah, bro. Yeah, I said the same thing. Why the fuck are you It's not about trophies. Why the fuck are you doing why, why are you coaching this? Well, on a lighter note, did you, did you see our, 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 our kid? Did you see our, our kid do his thing um, up in Newcastle? 
Oh, I heard he was balling. I seen, Mickey. I seen the little highlight. Yeah, eight this weekend and today. Double. He should have scored. He should have scored. Yeah, twice. Yeah, I think twice he hit the post. Yeah, hit the post twice yesterday, and then today hit the post once. Like maybe he's just he's knocking at the door. He's gonna get it. So like standing ovations, like like yeah, he got man in the match up. Yeah, he got man in the match up over the weekend. Yeah, and like it was like a, Newcastle became a brand new team, and you know like it's it's crazy like how like I, I mentioned this on our social media over the weekend like when he was first signed a couple weeks ago, they were like, well, who's this guy? Like, you know, who's this? Like, they, they didn't know who he was because, of course, he was coming from MLS and half of them don't really pay attention to MLS like that. They found out over the weekend. Yeah. Yeah, out. what was the announcer said, like, uh, before he signed with Newcastle? He was like, I don't I have no idea who he is. I feel like it's a mistake that Newcastle yeah. signed this guy. And now the fans are seeing, like, oh. How can Newcastle make any yeah, no, that's, that's what I'm saying. Fucking, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, you, you guys were in a relegation fight until this kid got there. I'm like, come yeah, on. Okay. Yeah, like, like he, 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 he drew a red card um, on, uh, on, uh, on on Sunday, and like, like he just caused a whole lot of problems for pretty much all that, he, that, that whole that whole team. Shit, Yedlin had a, had had a good game too, yeah. and you know if. Yeah, yeah. I'll say I'll say, I'll say it like this: if if he plays like this, pretty much going out, I'd, I'd be surprised if he's not somewhere else by next summer. You saw the rumors. Who was looking at him? Who was looking at him? You saw the rumors. United, Ooh, I got a crazy story. Which United? The the man's United. <laughs> really? The, the Manchester United. They open up a file. They open up a file on them. They open up a lot of files, though. <laughs> 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 exactly. Yeah. If you go back that Dropbox is definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Arabelle's still chilling at the bottom. <laughs> Yo, his, his story is getting more depressing, man. Bell. Like, yeah. it's getting more and more. Oh, get you know, um, we got, there's got to be like a Netflix series oh, on this, man. Well, every Yo. time you see him, but he, you know, um, La Liga, uh, Clasico's this weekend. That's right. Oh, yeah. Again, yeah, like, <laughs> third time. I know, I'm sitting there like, I'm like, I thought we just saw it. Because they had, like, this, like. Is it the same that Ronaldo's it's, going? It's, it's Copa de Rey. That, cause they, have, they have two legs there, and then they have, I think this one, the La Liga fixture. So, they have, they play each other, like, three times. And, like, I think they play, like, one more time in the next week or so. But, uh, but yeah, this was, uh, like, the El Clasico. Mm-hmm. And, uh. Uh, like it, you know, obviously without Ronaldo, you don't have as much star power. You still have Messi, but you know, there's there's not that one person for Real where it's like, okay, we're watching Real for this one person because nobody goes there for Benzema, nobody goes there for for Modric, you don't go there for they don't go there for, for Bale. It's like they, it's it's like that luster is is not there that that was there, and you know, it's a it's a transition period. But you know, obviously. Uh, Real is, is a use of that kind of stuff. Yeah. But like, you got any predictions though? Listen, I don't trust this Real Madrid team. They're on all the old Yeah. Listen, he's like, why are you the same person? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. No, true. Like, it, I'm, I'm, like, still, I'm still mad he won Valentino. I'm like, nah. Uh, not like that. I'm not mad. We needed a segue. Yeah, like, it needed, yeah, we needed somebody new. I mean, I, I, it, was, it wasn't going to be Ronaldo. Like, who was the other guy that, uh, Mbappe? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Mbappe was the only other one that was yeah. really in a hunt. That, uh, in my opinion, you can take that. Because, of course, of course, I think people are seeing it now. It's like, oh, Mbappe's that dude. But I, I'm i like, you can't 
give it to a my thing is you gave it to a guy on a team that is it because he ain't lost. sexy enough for you, man? Is that what it no, is? It's so much that like <laughs> Croatia <laughs> lost. Croatia lost. That's that's what, that's my thing. True. It, and my thing is like, is, but he was pulling was, the was, strings was, for everybody though. Like he was but, but, on club and country. He was pulling the strings. Eh, but I, I don't they're, think they're, they're not. They're not there. They're not. Real is a real without Ronaldo. True. No, I agree. I I, I'm not even going to try to battle that statement, but. Modric is one of those guys where, you know, he's not always going to get the credit because he's a or- he orchestrates. He you know, if, if 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 Modric can win World Player of the Year, NES should have won it in 2010. Boom. Well, I mean, who, <laughs> whose team was he on? Spain, Barcelona. But, I'm saying exactly. Yeah, it was, you, it's it was like a lot of, it was it's, a lot it's of the heat. Charles Barkley thing. Like yeah. you know, you in the wrong generation. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of heat on that team. <laughs> they didn't win because of the NES didn't show. I mean, they won because of Messi. Like nah, they had Messi in, in Spain and they still won Messi Spain. Mm. <laughs> Messi in Spain. <laughs> <laughs> but um, predictions. I just I don't see Real Madrid. I don't. All right, let's, 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 let's do an easier prediction. Uh, call it. Uh, is, is, is the home team coming back on, on Thursday? Atlanta? Yeah. <laughs> like, what other home team you talking about? Listen. We ain't talking about Savannah. Listen. There's one thing about MLS. MLS Club. We know our pecking order in CONCACAF. I'm pretty sure. Top five, man. Hey, five, hey man. listen. I'm pretty sure Darren Neal's like, you know what? Let's just win. The, let's just <laughs> Focus on the league. But you know Let's what? Just win the if things don't go well, it does open things up wide open for obviously for the season because we won't have those extra games yeah. to worry about. Maybe we can focus you know on what? open cup. It would help us at Vine City. <laughs> My soccer streets team can use that Home Depot backyard then because all the Champions League is getting in the way of that. So yeah, I mean, they're going to be hard about Play more games at, uh, at yeah, more in the backyard. Yeah, man. Exactly. Play Champions League games at the back. <laughs> but I mean, of course, we can't get get inside the stadium because of the damn monster truck rally. Right. But once again, we, we got our homeboy Seku throwing throwing out from Kit Boys. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, so tell tell us like what what kind of spurred the idea for for Kit Boys? What like what's what's your identity? Um, like what's what y'all been with? Um, I would say Kid Boys kind of started out of a last ditch. Um, this is probably my last year of college soccer. When you get into that kind of weird, awkward space where you spend all your life, what am trying, I gonna do? Right, right. <laughs> spend all your life trying to become a pro, right? Like, right that's right, always right. a dream. You play for that dream, and then you realize, like, slowly, surely, like this might be a path that might not be the right thing at the moment, or whatever the case might be. Um, so then I turned my sights inward, and I was like, well, you know, I'm graduating graduate with a business degree, let me kind of, you know, try something different. Um, my big void was kind of in design, like I have, a, I have a background of a lot of creative family, whether it's music or arts. Um, so I kind of, I pushed myself in a lot of avenues, I'm just like, well, you know, at the time it was like, oh, I've seen all these people doing custom jerseys, I was like, well, you know, to me this is real surface level, like they're really not hitting on the mark, you know, let me just shoot my shot at it. I really just wanted to make a jersey for just me. Yeah. Um, once I did that, he was like, oh yeah, that's dope, blah, 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 this, that, and the third. And I was like, all right, cool, well, let me try another one. And so it ended up lining up to the point where I tried so many of my own personal jerseys. And um, 
Oh, small segue. The kid boy thing actually came from my English teammates. Because, like, I was lazy. And, so I was lazy in school. Like, I didn't want to get dressed. I didn't want to get dressed for practice. <laughs> so what I ended up doing was wearing sweats, and I was just wearing a kit. Like, that was, that was my thing. It's easy to throw So, yeah, it's easy. It's real easy to throw yeah. on. So That's like me for work yeah. every day now. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm in, the, I'm in the locker room. Every time I come in the locker room, they're like, oh, yeah, kid boy, kid boy, what you doing, kid boy, kid boy, this and that. And I was like, you know, that's fine. You know, mm. I said, I can bring that. That's dope. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So that's when I threw it on the jersey. And then I started doing a couple runs. And everybody was like, oh, that's cool. Do another one. Do another one. One thing led to the next. And then all of a sudden, it's a thing that I wasn't prepared for. And then now I am. So, um, yeah. So so what so what gave you the idea, like, with the split jersey course for those? Those of you who don't who don't see it as of yet, we got we got a couple of um, uh, United jerseys. Uh, we have the uh, away jersey from the first season. There's concrete and strawberry. Got training jerseys. We got the, the, the new authentic uh, that just came out. We'll be talking about that one in, in a second. Uh, so, what got y'all uh, working on the uh, the split jersey? Um, this kind of came. Um, the inspiration kind of came from what I seen. Uh, I think I seen a couple photos of. You know how people do the half and half scarves, for example, right? Yeah. So there was this picture of El Clasico, and there was a half and half scarf. But the dude was wearing a half and half jersey. So I was like, I, I had this actually idea before, like Kid Boy was even thing. I was like, yo, that's fire. You know what I'm saying? That has a lot of meaning to, it, to me. You know what I'm saying? So you know, when I shoot, you know, when I when I was doing Kid Boys, I was like, well, what's the next thing? You know what I'm saying? I was like, well, let me shoot myself at something kind of big. You know, the home base. You know what I'm saying? So. When I seen that, um, I was like, well, how do I kind of make this different? I just don't want to take the idea and run with it. Like, mm-hmm. let me just try something different. Um, and really just analyzing the stripes of the jersey and the, the white kit being such a base, it kind of allowed me to have a little bit more freedom with it. Um, and really just once I was, you know, kind of just laid them out together, I was like, well, what looks look, look the coolest? And yeah, that's the one I came up with at the time. Um, and then after that, everything shot off, really, because of that jersey, to be honest with you, so... So, so what's funny is that uh, Grego mentioned one thing. Like one thing I definitely think the spiders all did is the joints with the hoodies yeah. and everything like that. But Greg always pokes fun at me because I always, I always feel kind of weird as far as like the clash of Falcons fans with Atlanta United fans. Uh, yeah, so that, and so, with, so when the kit came out, it's dope. Like aesthetically, mm. it looks fresh, but as the true hometown Atlanta soccer fan, like part of me is like. Nah, man, the Falcons can't jump on our bandwagon. They can't jump on the train. I'm going to keep it a bug with you. I didn't want to do that either. Um, <laughs> like, if you're really being honest, like, when, the, all right, so the backstory with that, um, once the Lane United jersey got off, you know, and it went super viral, the, um, one of the marketing directors at, at Atlanta United was like, well, we got a project. We want you to do a project. Come do a project for us, blah, blah, blah. And she was basically like, um, the Atlanta Falcons and Lane United have the same home bombarder at the same weekend for last season and they were like well like can you do a project that kind of like introduces them both or they you know like a project that kind of like treat each other with and mix the two at first I was like I'm not putting a soccer jersey with a football jersey y'all are nuts y'all are nuts like this is disrespectful like what is wrong exactly that's exactly what I was then you're like well it's a lady United so I ain't got you know, I ain't really. Exactly. I'm a ho- I'm a hollow. So, yeah. So like with what you were saying, like my biggest design challenge was like, how do I do this without seeming like I'm throwing some shit together? You gotcha, know what I'm saying? Gotcha. So like, when it, I later, it took a lot of thought. I was aesthetically, it looks good, man. Yeah. So that's 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 what it was. Aesthetically, I was like, how can I make this look just? Coherent? You know what the funny the funny part about that is, especially now that now that we've seen the the new primary, the one thing I, I liked about that jersey was like how how much of a black base uh, yeah. that jersey had. Yeah. And I always said that, I always 
course, me being a kid nerd and everything, I always paid attention to how uh, AC Milan used to always alternate between a red base jersey and a black base jersey. Yep. And I was thinking, you know, we do the same thing with, with, with our kids. Mm-hmm. And of course, I'm, I'm gonna go into kind of my, my spiel about about the new kids. But like my, the one thing I liked about the Kid Boys version was that you know you basically had such a black dominated uh, jersey mm-hmm. that. Uh, and I felt like it really it it it, it, it made one it made the, the, the French stripes stand out a lot more, yeah. and you know and then second it was just dope as fuck. So I was like, yo, like that, like I, I thought appreciate it was cool. Then of course you. You, you saw everyone else start doing football, yeah, soccer, uh, hybrids, and I was it's, like, okay, I, I, I see what I it is now. You want to segue. Now speak on it, man. <laughs> like, yeah, it's cool. Like, it's cool. Like, I wouldn't say I had the first idea, no. Mm-hmm. Um, the way I approached it, yes. And yeah. the way, the manner that I approached it, of course, was different. Um, and that's my big thing. But now it's like, to me, it is kind of saturated. Yeah. Um, like, I have people wanting me to do projects all the time. But I'm just like, mm. so, so, how, so how does that work for you? Like, you know, because, of course, you know, you go from, you basically, like I said, like, you're, Doing your thing from from college to all of a sudden it's like you're like you're, you're getting all this attention now mm-hmm. and like you know it's it, it's a lot coming at you at one time like 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 how how did you handle that? Um, to be if I'm if I'm being completely transparent to be honest, I I handled the best way I could, mm-hmm. but I'm definitely not ready. Okay. So in the sense like when you approach something like this. You know, usually people approach it with a, a foundation, and so to me it was like, well, it's like this is a way I can get my boys on. That's all it was, right? Mm-hmm. That's why I started. So it was like, well, all right, I'm just gonna do it and I'm gonna try it. You know what I'm saying? But like when you start getting into like, you know, the exposure and everything, and the, and the money situation and all that kind of stuff, it's like. Technically, if we're, we're being really honest, I left a lot of money on the table. I was about to say, to protect yourself. Yeah. Like, yeah. I had we no had a idea. conversation. Yeah. Um, I think it was like. Uh, we saw each other on uh, MLS Cup, and you know, you actually gave me a lot, a lot of stuff to think on. Um, of course, since we've been working on this before the culture, because I think one of the things that nobody ever teaches you is that what do you do? Like, it's one thing to have an idea; another thing that, to have that idea and it actually pops off, and then to protect that idea, right? So what? To that extent, that's what I call it. Like my first year, I was like fruition. Like that was my thing. Mm-hmm. Like when I put the first jersey together, that was like my fruition. Yeah. And that's why that that whole year, that's what I was focused on. It's like how can I put everything that's in my head to paper, whether it's successful or not. I wasn't really bothered right. with because it wasn't something that I, you know, I grew up wanting to do. You know what I'm saying? It was a little less pressure. You know what I'm saying? And doing that. Um, but the biggest thing was like how can I execute some fruition? You know? And that was and that was just the, the biggest thing. It was like. Well, I know it's an idea. I know we have a niche, right? Like it's, it's a niche, so like, just try it and see what happens. You know, it's, it's a it's a tough idea. You know what I'm saying? Putting it out there and not knowing, but you know, it benefits a lot of people and it works sometimes. You know, you never know yeah. Happens. Sometimes you just gotta you, you have to be willing to take that leap, and you know, whatever comes of it. If nothing else is something that you want to do, mm-hmm. and you know, if, if it's cool. And if it's not, hey, at least it's something that you thought was that was hot. I did, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I did something I enjoyed to do. That's what really came out. What, what was your opinion about like when Nike released the the football oh jersey? Oh my god! All right, so look. <laughs> oh my god! Right, so I have two big issues with Nike. Right? Look, oh, I was ready for this. Um, two big issues. Did I loud that up for you. So look, so actually, Corinthians has a third kit that's cropped. All right. Yeah. So this is my thing, right? 
I was looking at it like this. Um, if we're keeping it a buck fifty, I do work at Nike. Alright, so I'm just gonna put that on the table. Right. Don't know who's looking at me. Don't know that. You know, I don't really talk to them about this stuff, but I do work at Nike. So I'm liable for whatever happens. But um, when they did the crop jersey, I was like, never, ever, 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 ever has any sports brand ever done a crop kit ever. Right. So like, my point was like, I did it. And now there's now another one. Doing that shit. So now I'm like, look, look, I, like if there's a trend, I understand, like whatever. Right. But like, okay, that was the first. Like, okay, maybe it's just a coincidence. It's Brazil; they do a lot of cool stuff. Right. Um, and then when the football jerseys drop, and right. like for me, I was expecting another Atlanta United run, so I kind of prepped it. What up happening is like the Nike, because what happens is like the higher ups catch all the Nike coverage. Like that's what right. that's what that's, that's what, what the, the, yeah. the attention and everything. So they covered that a bit more. I didn't get as many features as I was planning on, you know what I'm saying? But it, it wasn't no big deal. But at the same time, it was kind of like, how did, like, never, ever, ever, ever has any, ever, anybody ever done this before. Right. So how is it again twice that it, you guys are doing this? This is nuts. You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody, like, and as long as sports has been around, has tried this. You know what I'm saying? Interesting. And my, my thing was, like, they had the same design challenges I had. And to be honest, like... I'm not saying this because I made something and da 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 but it was like, how do we avoid the topic of just throwing something together and right. saying, like, oh, this is the culture. Like, that's what they did, in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? Like, that wasn't executed, right? What did I say when that shit came out? I, like, hated it. But, like, <laughs> you had the same design challenge, and you just was like, fuck it. I'm nah. gonna throw it out there with Nike. I ain't like that shit. So, like... I don't like that shit at all. I'm trying to, like... The, the one, only one that I liked for sure was, like, the Club America one. That one, that one was alright but the, like the the construction of the soccer jersey and a football jersey is so different so, so different. completely different and that's why and that's why I mean you'll definitely attest this but like that's the thing about soccer jerseys make it so easy to be a consumer about it and to want to actually like fashion wise wear it because they're basically on the same scale of a t-shirt if you will whereas a football jersey it's fucking huge you know it's fucking huge whereas a basketball jersey you know obviously it's a tank top yeah. and then if you do a baseball jersey you're dealing with you know, buttons or you're dealing with that heavy ass yeah so a soccer you know a soccer jersey definitely is more pleasing to a, a typical consumer right. as far as like Aesthetics wise. Right. And plus you don't have to be big to wear it. Just like you might have to be big to wear a football jersey to get away or or a tank top for a basketball jersey. Right. So anybody can get away with wearing a you know, a kit as opposed to the other thing. So when they try to marry those two you know, all setting types of styles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like honestly, I, I probably sat on that project for like a good week and a half. Like, how do I not disrespect? Shit, I thought I'd been longer than that. <laughs> like, honestly, they kind of rushed it. Like, a lot of these big like companies they'll rush the hell out of you. That's I one bet, thing I'm learning. But speaking of rush, like, so we're actually gonna get into that a little bit. Um, we got an interview with DJ Schweitzer from Wrong Side, Wrong Side of the Punk podcast uh, up in Cincinnati. We actually um, we linked up with a. Uh, with DJ uh, on Twitter a few weeks back, uh, DJ actually uh, designed a few kits for uh, up in Ohio for Cincinnati Saints, and also uh, when FC Cincinnati was in USL, he actually designed their last uh, kit before uh, this year, not during MLS. And um, yeah, Ringo and I, we actually had a chance to talk with him uh, on Monday, and uh, I said it was actually a pretty good conversation. We're gonna. We're gonna take a take a quick break, uh, uh, and uh, on, on the flip side, we'll uh, play that interview with with DJ, and then we'll be back after that. 
Uh, so yeah, well, we are back. Uh, we have DJ Weitzer, uh, uh, one of the co-hosts from Wrong Side of the Pond up in Cincinnati. Uh, also ha- has a bit of a background as far as you know designing kits and you know knowing a, a lot of the process that what goes into uh, obviously building a kit and everything. And um, glad to have you on, man. Yeah, guys, I really appreciate the opportunity. Yes, yeah, so, well, uh, tell us a bit about yourself. Like, what, uh, of course, like, what do you do now, and like, like, like what's been like your history as far as uh, designing uh, kits uh, within the American soccer game. Yeah, absolutely. So my background and how I kind of got to kit design is it, it's kind of crazy. Um, and I, I certainly wouldn't call that my full-time job. Um, it's one of a, a couple different responsibilities that I've had when I've had opportunities to work in pro soccer. Um, but just to kind of rewind things, um, I'm from Cincinnati original. Um, grew up playing here, played all the way to college, uh, PDL, and then played a... And I had opportunities to play in this but the money wasn't great uh, back in the day, 15 years ago, when I was actually trying to cut it in the pro game. So I uh, right. ended up and getting what I considered a real-world job, um, but always kind of kept the hobby of design um, and kind of soccer conversationalist um, along the way and started Wrong Side of the Pond originally as just kind of a blog for fun, um, a way for me to kind of communicate with some friends when I had moved out of town uh, about the soccer that we all watched and, and usually talked about. So... Um, when I moved back to Cincinnati after being away for a couple of years, um, Wrong Side of the Pond and I kind of went through a transformation where I played with a lot of guys. Um, I'm the same age as Dempsey and Donovan and Beasley. These are guys that I actually played against uh, pretty regularly when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, and through those connections, was able to actually kind of get some breaking news here and there for my website. Um, and slowly but surely kind of build up a, a following um, and realize that I was onto something a little bit more than uh, just kind of a, a pastime and hobby. So long story short, I ended up um, working for and getting an opportunity to work for the MPSL team here in Cincinnati that predated FC Cincinnati. Uh, it was called the Cincinnati Seeds. And I was originally just doing, um, you know, alongside my podcast, uh, which I do with my, my podcast partner, Jeremy Lance. Uh, we were originally just doing the, the commentating for their live streams and, and matches on television. Um, and basically that small role turned into me taking over their social media uh, to then taking over all of their graphic design and marketing. Um, and when the team actually moved to Dayton to escape FC Cincinnati, they gave me my first opportunity to actually design a club and a brand from the ground up. Uh, and that included the kits. And that was my first real foray uh, into kit design. Uh, it's something I'd always loved the opportunity to have a chance to do, but never really dreamed that I would get that opportunity. And uh, that was my first kind of step into it. And uh, eventually, along with that, uh, that landed me a role with FC Cincinnati. And uh, one of the things that I eventually got to do there was design the kits that they wore uh, for the last year in USL. Gotcha. That's pretty dope. That's dope. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. That's something I've always been like. That, that's always been like a low key dream, dream of mine. Just you know, having that ability just to say, hey, I, I want to create something that you know, obviously, that'll that'll last you know a, a lifetime. You know, whether it's just you know, uh, just for that just that one season, or of course, like uh, with us here in MLS, we it's, it's now for two years and everything. Just having that 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 one shot in the in the spotlight, it's like that's that's crazy. 
Yeah, no, it was a, a pretty wild chance to kind of just stumble my way into. Um, there's been a lot of luck along the way as well, but yeah, when I was a kid, like I would draw on Microsoft Paint on my parents' home, you know. <laughs> or, like, every time a new Eurosport came out, I would I would go in and I would draw the kits for all of my favorite European teams in Paint, and then would try to design my own, but never really thought like, hey, there'd be an opportunity to get to do that. And sometimes those kind of weird things happen. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Um, so yeah, I, I, actually, I, I got you here on on, on the show uh, a few weeks back. You uh, came up with the uh, tweet thread, basically talking about how the process goes with uh, with many teams that uh, when when their kits get designed. Because uh, of course, there's been a lot of controversy, uh, mainly also with uh, with, with with your home club uh, with FC Cincinnati with how. Basically, the whole process was, process was a bit rushed, and basically, and, and of course, what everyone knows now uh, that's been following uh, the team that basically they got a bunch of replica uniforms for for the year, and hopefully, come next year they'll have more time to design something that's more in tune with what with what uh, with what branding they want to uh, present. Um, so. With, with that being said, so like what, uh, of course, from, from your experience, what uh, what typically goes into the process with uh, designing a kit? Yeah, so a lot of the process varies based on the manufacturer. Um, so when I worked with the Cincinnati Saints, who became the Dayton Dynamo, when I when I did my first kits, we worked with Admiral at the time. Um, oh yeah, yeah, that old, that's old school, right? Yeah, yeah, right. And and they actually have made a really big play in the kind of NPSL, USL, uh, what is it, uh, USL League Two now, which used to be PDL. Okay. Uh, they've really worked their way into that space because. Uh, they can provide solutions for teams that, that are a little bit more customized than what the big club or the big companies tend to offer. Uh, so Admiral basically came to us and said, "Look, we've got you know 15 different templates. You're welcome to use any of those and customize them, or if you guys want, you can do whatever you want." And we basically said, "Well, let us come up with some ideas and see if we like anything that's better than what you guys have." Uh, and we eventually landed on a couple different designs: one that was really out there, and one that was stuck. A little bit kind of different than what they would have normally offered, and they both were, all things considered, for the size of the club, fairly successful for us. So uh, that was a, a unique experience, and I kind of went into that thinking, all right, this is what the kit design process might look like a little bit. Um, but it was a completely different experience working with Nike when I was working with them uh, for FC Cincinnati's kits last season. Okay. Yeah, uh, I was actually a, pr- a pretty big fan of uh, uh, the kits from from last season. Like. By the time I had, by the time we got started with uh, with Forticulture, I got I had some ideas as far as like printing out some, uh, some jerseys. And one of the first ones I looked for was F- FC Cincinnati. And then I, I came to realize that I guess everything had started to, to move over. Um, they kind of closed down shop and said, "Okay, no more uh, USL merch." We all were just working towards uh, the MLS merch, and I was like, "Man, that just kind of me- uh, yeah. that messed me up." Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a um, I'm a big fan of, like I said, the the jersey last year too. I thought it was dope, and I really hated the the McDonald's like the McDonald's location of y'all uh, crest because I really like <laughs> it, <laughs> and it's like like I really like the way your old logo used to look. Like you know, I've seen the back and forth how some people love the new crest, some people hate the new crest. 
they love the New Jersey. They hate the New Jersey that you guys have up in Cincinnati. Like, I really loved what you guys had, like, for the previous season. I was like, oh, that's going to be dope to have them in MLS. And then, you know, the, your uh, your front office came out with, you know, the MLS logo, with, you know, with your colors on it. And I was like, damn, it sucks. But, like, when, after I read your post, I was like, ah, it makes sense why, you know, the change happened. But, you know. Well, I appreciate you guys both liking the kits. Um, that's one of the tricky things about kit design and logo design, for that matter, is it's it's damn near impossible to, to keep everyone happy. Um, you know, you'll you'll always have segments that are going to hate it. You're always going to have segments that like kits. Um, and one of the things as a designer, when you're putting yourself out there like that, is you just kind of have to expect that, that there's going to be a, a large segment of the population that's going to think your work is trash and they'll call you an amateur. Um, and to be honest, sometimes that there's not much of a difference between an amateur and a professional in this type of work. So, um, you know, it's, it's one of the things that kind of comes with the territory. Um, and, you know, I was really excited about the prospects of, of what FC Cincinnati could have done uh, going into MLS. Um, and what you come to learn in these types of processes is, especially with, with MLS and single entity, uh, that there's not necessarily as much control as you would have had when you were in the lower divisions, um, which yeah. has its perks and, and has its drawbacks too. So, um, don't so are you, are you still, I'm sorry, are you still affiliated with any design at the club or are they pretty much just like, thank you for your service, but goodbye. Yeah, I'm, unfortunately, um, when when the club transitioned to MLS, I was uh, a part of kind of a call uh, from some of the original group that was let go, um, and that's part of the business. That's pro sports, um, uh, and and they brought in a, a whole new design ethos. And you know, I, I had a it was a really cool privilege to get to steer FC Cincinnati's branding the first couple of years. I I got there actually after the initial logos were created. Um, I probably would have tweaked them a bit different than what they ended up going with, uh, but again, that's that's personal preference. Um, but I, from year one on, after those logos were developed, I basically was allowed to steer the ship uh, with kind of approval from the higher ups, um, and it was a really cool experience. But uh, you know, they've gone a different direction, and there's really cool things that they're doing, and there's some other not cool things that they're doing. But again, that's that's just kind of how the design world works to an extent. So, so from um, from what you had discussed from um, the tweet that, that we are referencing, uh, I know that from when when was FC Cincinnati announced for MLS? I think it was like last April. Yeah, maybe May. Uh, it was either May or April. It's it's been a little while. A couple of crazy things have happened since then. Yeah. So, um, from what I've Read from from your tweets and also just from a bit of research. I think usually what MLS tries to do is, is uh, get kids to down usually like eighteen months in advance. So of course with with that in mind, it uh, puts this I guess in, uh, behind the eight ball because you're chopping off a, at least a good six to eight months as far as prep time. And I'm, I'm assuming that's probably why everything came the way it did because. I will say one thing about uh, the kit that you designed uh, last year. That uh, just doing my research on FC Cincinnati, I guess like y'all were trying to tie into like the German roots of the city. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. And of course, with that was one that I thought that was very unique about what uh, the team were trying to do, and it looks like they. Uh, 
time it may have been a, t- a timing issue but like i wanted to see more of that as um yeah uh, the team went to, to mls so like what what was um what was your process as far as like coming up with uh, with that look yeah, so um, the, the Bavarian diamond theme is definitely not not anything I invented. Um, obviously, Bayern Munich have a, a very kind of similar diamond pattern that streaks across their chest uh, and, and their crest. Uh, if you look at Oktoberfest, you'll almost always see diamond uh, patterns that'll be kind of strewn all over the place. Um, Cincinnati is very Germanic, uh, and that was something that I kind of leaned into with the branding. Um, and it performed well in, in some of the other freelance work that had floated around in the fan base uh, after the team had launched. So uh, that was kind of the, the inspiration. Um, in, in Cincinnati, a lot of us do have uh, German heritage. I'm, I'm included among that. Um, you know, I, I always joke the guys I went to high school with, our last names were, my name is Schweitzer. Uh, there was a guy named Schu. Uh, there's a guy named Schiller. There's a guy named Rohrman. We're all, there are a lot of German Catholic kids that were uh, brought up here in Cincinnati. Um, so it resonates really well with a, a large chunk of our fan base. But at the same time, there's a large side of our fan base that has no German heritage at all. Um, they didn't necessarily see the same connection and value with that um, as maybe some people in town did. So uh, there, there is value in moving away from that. Um, and, you know, the timing did certainly factor into that both with the team's crest uh, and in particular with the... Uh, with the, the kits that they went with this year. Uh, but there are elements of, of Germanic design that were uh, implemented in the, the current new crest design. Uh, the fonts that were utilized, uh, the line is actually a little bit more Germanic in inspiration. Uh, so they did try to drag it in in places, uh, but it's a little bit more subtle than what we were doing uh, the last couple of years in USL. Gotcha, gotcha. What you got over there, Ringo? Oh, I, yeah. My real question I really want to know is, so with the with your post we're talking about with the clashing with the television, um, I think about Chicago and Vancouver's kit for this year. I don't know if you've seen it. Um, like, how did the league, especially with MLS being single in the league, like, what is your kind of your opinion, what you think on why they allowed the clubs to have pretty much the same damn kit? <laughs> like, like, like to a T just about, except for one has a collar as yeah, um, so, you know, that's, you can probably question a little bit as to why the palette is so, so damn white. Um, I mean, it's it's whiter than Cincinnati is in a lot of respects. <laughs> Cincinnati is pretty damn white. Um, but part of the reason why MLS is going down this path is actually a lead that they're following of FIFA's. Uh, FIFA pushed down a mandate over the last two World Cups where teams had to have a dark and a light kick. Um, and that was actually for TV viewing purposes, and it's because it makes it a lot easier to view both on mobile phones, which are actually a really large chunk of the viewing market in Asia and Africa, um, but also with really crappy old TVs that seem to be prevalent in third uh, third country um, you know, viewers around the world as well. So they're really trying to focus in on the ability for fans to distinguish between the teams when they're watching, even if you can't make up the finer details. Um, So that's a mandate that kind of came down from FIFA towards the national teams. And we saw this happen over the last two World Cups where some teams had some really traditional looks that they didn't go with for the first time. Um, And it really ruffled some feathers. And uh, some teams bucked it and said, look, we're we're sticking with what we do. Um, I'd I'd heard rumors that uh, FIFA had asked Argentina even to potentially ditch their traditional white and blue striped kits, which just seems... 
approach. <laughs> it's all about TV rights. That's right. <laughs> So MLS is kind of following that lead to a certain extent, and there is some market research that suggests that it makes sense uh, with what they're trying to do. Um, but from a fan base perspective, uh, it certainly isn't sitting very well. Uh, people want to see unique looks, differentiation, um, and a lot of that too comes down to the manufacturing process kind of limits things as well. Yeah, that's a big thing that I think that with soccer in America in general, uh, what what you struggle with is you have the balance between what everybody already sees in the other sports because of course you, you already have a, a similar agenda with football basketball where you have a dark a dark uni or, or, or a white beauty um, as compared to soccer culture where it's not always black and white or blue and red like you know especially nowadays where you could really get real funky with a, lo a lot of different looks depending on on who who is outfitting you and everything um it's uh it definitely uh, i've always said like the one of one of my pet peeves about the the current system is that uh it takes away from when it, when one team has a has a nice kid it's more likely it's gonna be another team that has a pretty similar kit and it's gonna take away from that uniqueness and and of course with everyone having white kids like well i guess we're just all this gonna look alike this year <laughs> yeah no, but it, uh it makes me really thankful for clubs like uh the columbus crew and, and you know for near dear to my heart i'm a cincinnati kid but i grew up a crew fan um and i absolutely love I, I was gonna ask you that i was gonna I, I was gonna ask you like how your relationship with like the crew you know, now the Cincinnati is a, a, a team in MLS. But go ahead, sorry. Now I'll, I'll roll run from one end to the other. Um, I love the fact, and, and I'm biased, obviously, but the fact that they have a yellow kit that's it's been their look for a long time is different in, in MLS. Um, and it's yeah. different from the all-white things. And they've had white kits before, and they've been kind of cool, and, and some have been kind of bad, too. But at the same time, when they've had that yellow kit, it's kind of been a, a dominant look for them. Um, as a as a person who grew up as a crew fan, um, I always wanted MLS in Cincinnati. It was something that I always wanted to do, but I would make the drive up to Columbus. It was about an hour and a half drive, um, which isn't all that bad. And we would watch, uh, you know, the crew games. And you know, I was a season ticket holder both uh, as a kid when the team was first launched, and then again after college uh, a, a long time ago, uh, before I got into the journalism side of things and starting to work for clubs. Um, and so I'm, I'm never going to be able to turn that off. Like people say, like, oh, you got to pick a side here. And uh, I really can't to a certain extent. Um, the first year when FC Cincinnati played the crew in the U.S. Open Cup, um, I was working for FC Cincinnati at the time. And I literally always said to people, like, I might cry whoever scores first. Like, I don't know how I'm going to react to this. Like, it's going to be a really weird situation. Um, and it certainly was, but it's... Uh, it's been a really cool thing to see this rivalry develop between two cities that are near and dear to my heart. Yeah, like the hell is real uh, billboard. Red uh, my, red yeah, my. Hey, hey, they, they, like, I don't know how real it is. Like we read about, we talked about it. Like I think on one of our first episodes of FTC UTD, uh, we were just talking about like if there's a billboard between Cincinnati and Columbus that says like hell is real. Is that yeah. up? Is that like is that like a real billboard? Oh yeah, man, it's a, it's a staple. Like, and there's not a whole lot going on between Cincinnati and Columbus. It is flat, flat, flat. 
there's nothing to look at and you drive by those billboards and there's no missing them like there's so much tifo like tv commercial promo that could happen between when those two clubs face each other for now on like it's gonna be amazing like honestly the club should just buy the billboard and keep it up to make sure that no one decides to take it down that'd be awesome yeah, I think I think the religious zealots that keep it up are the ones that are going to keep it there. <laughs> <laughs> so we got this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like, we're good. We can fund it. <laughs> That's probably something t-shirts off it or something. <laughs> right, right. Wait, yeah, man. Uh, tell us about uh, about uh, your your podcast. Like, what what do you guys cover on the show? Like, so we definitely want to make sure that the people uh, are aware of of, uh, of your show and um, what y'all have to offer. Yeah, so um, uh, the wrong side of the pod podcast, we, we often joke and call it the Pondcast. Um, yeah. We've, it's a bad dad joke. Uh, I dad. see what you did there. Yeah. Dad joke! <laughs> yeah, we're bad. We're going to talk about that. Uh, but we're in our, our fifth season now, uh, now over 200 episodes. Um, you know, it's an excuse for Jeremy and I to get together once a week and drink beer and talk soccer. That sounds um, so familiar, Ringo. Yeah, hey, right. Hey, that's how I get out. Of, that's how I get away from the kids and the wife once that's a week. Right. I feel it. I feel yeah. it. So we, uh, but we mainly cover uh, English Premier League, um, U.S. Men's National Team, and MLS matters. Um, but we kind of foray all over the place. Um, Jeremy and I uh, have both kind of launched soccer careers out of this show uh, and website, so it's been really good for us. Um, I'll be uh, doing BT coverage this year uh, of FC Cincinnati as well uh, for uh, uh, Pro Soccer USA, um, which is pretty exciting um, to kind of get into the journalism field again after a couple of years out of it. So. Um, yeah, we, we try to put out a show once a week. Shows usually come out on Tuesday, so we'll have a new one out tomorrow. And, um, you know, it's just a, a, a way for us to kind of talk through some things and share some thoughts about the world's game. Cool, cool, cool. Gotcha. So, yeah. so you, so you follow, so let me, uh, for our fans out there, because our kind of whole purpose, like, uh, the whole point of the For the Culture podcast is we want to expose more people to this beautiful game that we all love. Like we talk about, we got great podcasts about. Kind of tell me about kind of what's this, what is the culture in uh, FC Cincinnati around the, the soccer culture? Like how do you guys tailgate? Do you guys like march from the bars? Kind of what they do in England? Kind of give us kind of a little spill. Sell your city to the, the masses that listen to us and our one yeah. band in Thailand. Yeah. Um, So Cincinnati is a, uh, it's long been a soccer town, uh, even though pro soccer is a a relative uh, new success uh, to the banks of the Ohio River. Um, We've always had a big kind of youth soccer culture here, and a lot of big cities can say that, but it has been really big, and we've actually produced, uh, I think, four or five women's national team players. We have yet to produce a men's one, one of these days, but uh, uh, that said, you know, Cincinnati, uh, along the rise with FC Cincinnati, we build up this tremendous support, supporters culture. Um, not quite to, to the extent of what you guys are doing down in Atlanta, but at the same time, um, we're really proud given the fact that uh, when the team was originally rumored to be announced, they were talking about putting 10,000 people in Nippert Stadium. And when I was working for the NPSL team at the time, we were lucky to get 150 people out for a match. So we were rolling our eyes at the prospects of that. Um, and when that first match happened with SCC and we had 14,000 in the stands, we all kind of sat up straight a little bit. And uh, the supporters culture is why this team is in MLS. I have absolutely no doubt about that in my mind. 
Um, they are the, the, the people packing the stands each week, the, the lovely people in the Bailey, which is our section that sits right behind uh, the, the northern gold nippers, um, has been truly one of the most tremendous assets to our rapid ascent uh, up the American soccer ranks and into the consciousness. Um, the, the culture on the whole in the city, um, well before we had these pro-established teams, um, we've had a pretty good culture of, of getting people out to soccer bars. I've actually been really active in that over the last 10 to 15 years um, and trying to draw people out in the mornings to watch games, both for MLS and uh, EPL games. Um, so we've really gone from uh, a town that didn't have a whole lot to a, a town that's kind of got soccer in plenty. Uh, as for match days for FCC, um, it's actually a, a really cool uh, experience that I would say is kind of akin to a Portland or a more European-esque experience, and that's because uh, Nippert Stadium sits smack dab in the middle of UC, uh, the University of Cincinnati, which is a, a pretty urban uh, campus. There's not a whole lot of room for open parking lots, uh, and we really don't have any tailgating at all uh, before FC Cincinnati matches. Uh, but people do pack the bars uh, that surround the University of Cincinnati. Uh, and there's two really cool little restaurant and bar districts that surround the, the campus. And there's two main supporters groups that actually march from the same side of campus. Uh, and they usually gather up anywhere between 250 to 1,000 people. Uh, and march about a mile uh, from those bars over to uh, the actual stadium itself. Uh, and then filter again through this really narrow spot in the stadium where people can kind of stand around. And you've probably seen some of the social media videos of our marches in the stadium. And everyone literally like packs this little alleyway and everyone walks through and bangs and sings. And it's, it's a really, really cool experience. And um, you know, I've, I've been to games uh, out in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, I've been to games in Chicago back when they used to be a thing. Um, I've been to games uh, in Columbus when, when the, the culture there hadn't gone south and, and everything kind of turned bad there for a while. Um, but Cincinnati's got something different. And the, the one story I always like to tell about the, the culture that we've kind of produced um, was actually that same year of the Open Cup uh, when we hosted uh, New York Red Bulls and both Don Garber and Sunil Galati came out for that match. And this is before everything had been decided about SEC getting into the league and, and you know, we're trying to pitch ourselves as a city still. And I was down on the field doing some social media work for the team and I turned around and Galati and Garber were standing right behind me. And, and I took the, the opportunity to introduce myself and thank them for coming out. Um, and this is right before kickoff and this, the stadium was jammed. 35,000 people packed in. Uh, it was just, you could feel it. And Kalati turns to Garber and says, this isn't like anything we have here. This is like Europe. And it really is kind of an akin experience to that. And, uh, you know, what, what you guys have in Atlanta is, is probably something that's completely different too. Um, but it's it seems to be kind of a, that same vein where uh, on the right nights, um, it can be a really neat experience. Absolutely. And that's one thing that uh, I've, I've always liked is, you know, every city has their own flavor. And it's just a matter of being true and passionate to to what makes that city what it is, whether it's Cincy, Atlanta, uh, New York, Portland, wherever. Uh, so definitely, uh, we're absolutely looking forward to, to um, checking out Cincinnati. I, I'm hoping that we can actually make it up there for a game this season. That's, that's um, one of the spots that um, that's on my list uh, uh, to, to get to this year. We'll have to have you up for some skyline. 
You know what? I, they ask yourself, like, I need I need a real uh, uh, plate of it because they sell the frozen one in, in, in uh, Publix here, and I'm like, nah, this album, this is it. Like, I, I need to get the real deal. Not quite the same, but I'll I'll actually be down in Atlanta for the match uh, here in a couple weeks. So. Cool, cool. Definitely come ch- uh, ch- come check us out. We'd love to uh, love to see you, man. Sounds good, guys. DJ Weiser, thank you for uh, for coming on the show with us, man. Talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. Have a good one. You too. Especially because he won an Oscar. They got him to a drop. Yeah. Like, that's one of those moments. It's like, well, first of all, just that moment, especially you, you, had, you had Samuel Jackson. You had, you had Samuel Jackson uh, uh, making the announcement. We're recording now. You had Samuel Jackson making the announcement. So, like, you already had, like, one of his brothers basically. It's like, yo, you win there. And. So and of course you saw Spike jumping his his arms and everything like that was a real brother moment. That was. And you know like that, that, that was. And that's Morehouse love too. They both went to Morehouse. Yeah, they both went to Morehouse. Samuel didn't finish. I didn't know Samuel went. But then he came back and finished later. They both Morehouse. Black history facts. Black history facts. Not just commercials, just because like he actually is a product of. Atlanta. Did you? I mean, we. You saw. Uh, you seen School Days, right? I have one of my favorite exactly. movies. Exactly. When he was at Mission Boys, remember that shit? Yeah, yeah. he was more house boy. Ah. Uh, yeah. The more you know. Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea. Yep. Yeah, man. The, uh, that was our interview with DJ Schweitzer. Uh, a lot of, lot of great information. Uh, a lot of, of course, for those of you who haven't already checked out his uh, podcast. Uh, you can find him on Twitter and Instagram at Wrong Side of Pond. Uh, definitely check check them out. Um, I know they said like we're going to be here for the home he, opener. Yeah, and, uh, he said he was going to be here for the opener. So, you know, so, so I'm hoping that we can link up and you know talk talk a little bit more because I know uh, we definitely want to know more about the Cincinnati culture. And because of course he was talking about like Cincinnati's watch. Yeah, but, but see, oh, they, I, oh, they no. got some tough. Oh, no, 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 no. Right. They, so they I remember some with, tough like, during the interview, he said that. Like, that's one thing I forgot to ask him. Cincinnati is split down the middle. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those towns split down the middle. first 48? Yeah. They show Richmond too much. Yeah. Hey, first 48, Cincinnati is Yeah. Cincinnati, Atlanta, and Richmond. It was like first 48. And Memphis. But, no, I wanted to ask him. I wanted to ask him kind of like what is the club doing to embrace black people in the city because it's like 49% white like 43% black in the city so I'm like are they even trying to go out there and like bring black people to the game so I was like alright will you will Cincinnati do that now that they're a major league club you know so I don't know especially now they announced that that, that little punk ass mascot so I don't think <laughs> I don't, oh, so I don't think there's a lot of culture in that but so when he comes down I definitely want to ask them I, I, I got no words over that mascot I was like that's that's special that's Mm. I think Cincinnati is, is it's an interesting case because also you have, you know, obviously what we had had to deal with the the bins being built with the gentrification aspect of all the neighborhoods getting changed around. That was a huge issue as far as Cincinnati was going to is where the location of the stadium was going to be. So yeah, I think true. there's definitely when you talk about a displacement going on within that city, that's definitely going to put a split. 
between who shows up. Further support. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So um, it's going to be interesting how that turns out. But in, unless they take a page out of Atlanta United, United yeah. you know, it's, it's like, oh, black folks yeah, do like Target. The marketing program over at Atlanta United, she is nuts. But so hopefully Cincinnati will do that, you know. But but yeah, uh, we got we got some kids to talk about. Yeah, I was like, let's go, come on, let's jump on right into you the know, kids, man. We're like an it's hour in episode. Let's this talk about the kid episode. Let's it's get all about the bullshit that MLS likes to put out right now. Oh, I'm sorry, Adidas. Either or. Do you, do you I want to talk about the white kids first? Let's talk about these nice, lovely. Atlanta United kids that uh, that came out was like mm-hmm. last, Friday before last. At the of course we didn't talk about it last week, so we wanted to save it for this week. But uh, we have the new Atlanta United authentic here in front of us. Um, first, well, here is my initial re- uh, reaction when I first saw. Of course, mind you, it leaked a few weeks beforehand, so we kind of already had an idea as far as what it was going to look like. Uh, with oh the, shit, your star still on. That's the replicas, man. Like, <laughs> let's talk about that. I mean, that's that is an issue. Well, the first part there is I, I was that, at the Adidas and, store, and none of the replicas had stars on them. I, they, was, well, I think that's the ones at the team store had the stars. If you go to the, yeah, Adidas stores, so. it's a whole different Because they, they added them. They, it was $6. You can get a star put on your jersey. Like, is that what a championship time is out. worth? Oh, Six Ringo. Bucks? oh, time out, Ringo. You said top five league, right? First of all, it has the, the jersey. Ringo, no, wait, wait, got wait, wait. The I got kids got nothing to do with the League. All right, I'm sorry. So top five league, right? I get the I know you do top five league, right? Yeah. So truly, if we're talking about this is one of the best leagues, if you go over, I'm just saying. I mean, you called me a Euro snob last week, Ooh. but you know, usually when clubs drinking. over there get started, they do it for winning Champions League, mm-hmm. and they don't put it when they win. Well, no, some of them do it for, for domestic. Man, let's talk about the real though. Like we're talking about real clubs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> Do you see Man United club? Stars on theirs? Well, they don't do it anymore. No, I'm just saying. Well, yeah. but also, let's say, like Marseille. They got their one for the Euro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, true. true. Is that something you want to you know, speak upon? Well, Top five league? Well, well, here's my thing. Top there. five league? Um, Go ahead. Go my, ahead. Thing, my thing has always been because, like, with I'm the just putting it out there. I'm just putting, I'm just throwing grenades right now. I see. Lieutenant Dan. Lieutenant Dan. I hook in the grenades. You know. but, um, <laughs> my thing is, I think the the way the MLS does their star system, as far as like defending champs, past champs, five time champs, of course. We only have one team that's won five championships, and, and they said, no, we don't want to do a gold star, but we, we want to have all our stars represented uh, this year, which kind of flipped everything all up. But uh, I've always said that the simplest thing would have been just to do a gold MLS sleeve patch and just call it a day. I, I like that aspect. So, like, when you win Premier League, you get that gold. Yeah, patch. exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, because okay. next year we'll have the same kit, but – now this star turns to silver, and it's like, why, why even do all that? Like, it just makes no sense to me. Sales. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's gonna be easy. It's, that's easy sales right there. Cause, easy sales. Um. So. All right. But are we dancing around it. We talking about all, we all, all these eleven stripes. Yeah. So we are now. We're 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 all the all stripes. That's you know what's what's the support. Shouts out group? to all stripes. Shouts out to all stripes. <laughs> you, you, you guys saw the y'all saw the jersey before, so y'all took the name. Y'all, I get it. You know, it's so y'all remember the knockoff guys outside the stadium for the past two years. 
Y'all saw their jerseys, right? And we're not talking about kid boys. We're not talking about kid boys. Hey, I'm talking about buddies. Of I got two for five. Two for 20. We got two for 20 kids. That's what our jersey looks like. This Our kit looks as well, the, the red Ooh. is pretty similar to the NFL. It's the red and the gold. Yeah, and the gold. Yes, I will agree. I will agree. The red. But here's something I've been noticing because I've been trying to match up the red with all these names. Of course, mind you, hit up. FTCUTD.myshopify.com for, for name sets. But um, I, I'm almost positive that the red on the new kit matches the. We got a side by side right here. This is almost like, almost matching oh, the, the red on, that's the, different. on the concrete strawberry. Like, it's yeah. almost the right glasses? there. Yeah. It's a light in the dungeon. The stuff with this, too, is though the fabrics are a lot different. Yeah, that's so, true. Um, it's kind of hard to see, like, like looking at it, like right here, like maybe it could. Especially it's pretty fabric. close. It's pretty but close. Then, but with this fabric, it makes it, it doesn't make it look like that. I don't know. Yeah, don't know. but it's, it's definitely a different shade from the from the, from the first kit. So it's definitely you no. Know, and, and more importantly, it's a different shade than the, than the Adidas stripes, which really kind of threw me off. I do like the gold touches on on the trim, uh, on the sleeves, and and, uh, and the neckline, but. Um, what Fuck that one to ten scale. What do you give it? Uh, I want to hear all one ten scale. We yeah, doing everything one, one ten scale. One, one ten. I would, I, would, I would say a seven because what 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 loves me more than anything is actually just the, the number box in the back. So no, because I'm gonna tell you why. Like like I mentioned before earlier, um, you have to customize. That you have to you customize. Have to. And so I mean, because, maybe that's what they were thinking about when they did it. And because the black is so. Then. Contrast so hard against the red, it probably would have made more sense for the number box in the red. Yep. And so that way, it, it kind of it, it blends in a whole lot better. Because like I say, when you just see the black, and it's and it's just empty space. It's like yeah, you have to get that uh, customized. Like, all of this for the name okay. So if we're if we're given like numbers, like I'll jump across the table. I, I gave it a four because Ooh. of the back. You know the the knockoff colors, but the back. I just like I was. I had to. I tried to convince. Yeah, I don't like the butt stripes. You know, I like. I like. I was like, you gotta get an MLS tramp stamp, like just to cover up. You know, like butt how stripes. it looks. We'll see if we can get that trending. Butt, butt stripes. stripes. But no, like, like honestly, I just I didn't like it. I wanted to buy the jersey. I was excited to buy a new like with the star and everything. Now, now I sat you. in the team store like for twenty minutes and was trying to convince myself to spend a hundred. Twenty dollars, and I was just like, I just can't do it. Now, mind you, with the he got kids, right? I was ready, to just Three. like I was like ready <laughs> in my head. I was like, yo, I'm not about to buy no diapers. I'm about to get this new Atlanta United kit, and I sat there and was like, let me grab these huggies. They don't realize, man. I was like, yeah. No, I was like, let me grab these huggies because this shit ain't. Is really little working. Ringo going to be able to eat? Honestly, I was ready to throw the kids away for the kit if it was going to be fire. And then when I said that, I went to the reveal and I was like, nah, bro, I'm so, going to keep so, wearing. So what about the replica? Because the replica doesn't have the butt strap. It's, it's all solid black on, yeah. on, on the back. And I think that at least that, oh, on that one, it doesn't quite force you to say, like, I have to get this personalized. It looked like the kid back in high school that used to wear the vest. I don't know if y'all had that kid in school. He used to wear the vest. He thought he was cool as hell. He had the vest on. And he would wear like the the like the ninja shirt on the in the inside. Maybe it was just my school. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm kind of like, I was like, yeah, I was like, 
Nigga, Nick. Who are we talking about? Does he have a name? <laughs> yeah, listen, that was a deep cut. Hey, shout out to everybody with the love joint. Y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I thought I went to a weird school, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ninja's at your school. Shout out to Love Joy High School, yo. But, uh, I, 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 would, I would give it a, a, a seven. So you said seven. seven. I said four. Damn, this is crazy. I, I, I actually enjoyed the fuck out of this jersey. And I'm going to tell you what. So... Hit boy approved. The issue, like for me, I can see, I can tell you, I can see the issues which y'all brought up, especially with the black back, especially when you try to rock regular, you know, replica yeah. jersey. That is kind of plain. Yeah. Um, in terms of aesthetic, I personally like the stripes a little bit more for what I do. Yeah. Um, because just because of how the spacing of the stripes and how I can kind of blend it. Um, but I would say from aesthetics, this kit I enjoy a lot simply because. I enjoy the smaller stripes. The red, I didn't even pay attention to till you said. Um, knockoffs. It, it is like the knockoffs. But um, in terms of the aesthetic, just the style and the fit of the, the replicas from last year to this year are completely different. They are. So, so I actually got gifted one of these from Atlanta United. I, I, I was, I was listening to uh, Terrell Humble's uh, Sauce Stripes. You know he just dropped that. Yeah, he did. I'm going to put this out there. Hey, hey weird flex. You need to pick that up. Pick that up, man. Homeboys and Solid Strikes when, when they did their review of the home kits. And, and the biggest thing there is like if you go from 2017 to the King Peach from last year to now that the new primary, King each it, each one has like a different cut. Yeah, and right. So it, uh, it's definitely. Uh, but catering to the fatter guys. Well, there is a 3X this year. So like I said, the stripes don't look good on fat guys. It doesn't. No. But I don't know. I just the fit. Yeah, no, I mean, that's like, what I'm saying. It's that's a real stripe. You don't yeah. wear stripes if you're fat. I thought stripes are slim. All black is slim. Black shirts. Always better black. Shouts out to Gully. Gully shirts. For the most part, I, I, I got no problem with the more stripes. Of course, everybody's been yeah, bitching about, about I was like, it's gotta be five stripes tonight. Like, no, you definitely gotta change the marketing slogan. That's the hard part. Yeah. 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 You know, they, they got the James Bond uh, mark on the on the uh, nape. United and like United. That's cool. I mean, really, for me, the little details I do admire a lot. So, because when you look at like when you actually deconstruct these things, you kind of see how much. Right. Yeah, so like when you're looking at like little things like this trim to attach this on top of this, it's, no, it's a bitch. That's a bitch. Yeah, right. So that's what that's what they skip so many corners on the replicas. Like, like if you, right, if you like, look replicas at, last year didn't impress me. If yeah. you look at replicas now in MLS, it's like they take away like so yeah. many details. It's like it makes it pointless. Like why why do I buy the you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, like, it, it makes it, you want it makes you want to buy the authentics because it's like yeah, like, it has all the details. It has it has the trim. It has the star. It has the, the 17 on, on, on the jock so, tag like how do y'all feel about the, the the Georgia 17 being like a QR code like I, told, on, I, I hadn't looked look to see oh, what it is yeah I just I thought that it's was cool. so I it's thought cool. it was gimmicky like it's cool you know I don't know I think it, we should leave the founding year alone yeah, it's like okay, we get it. It's like we came in at seventeen. Exactly. It's like yeah, we get it. Like Atlanta, like two years ago. Like it's so long ago, right? We'll say that's kind of weird though. Is that the the Jordan seventeen that is on the jersey? Atlanta, the Atlanta United, they came out with their own seventeen Georgia logo. I was like, that one looks a whole lot better. I'm like, should have used just used that one. Man, I give this kid five and a half. I, I think it actually is when you say I think I think the red 
what throws me off. I like this original red that we had in the last couple of seasons. Mm-hmm. I think that red is what really made it pop. This red next to like, like a like Chicago like Bulls red, and this red looks like a. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like that. And then, but I do like the gold accent piece. That, right that's now. a nice touch. I do like that. I, I love the back personally. I don't yeah. know why. I, I, I'm I, indifferent to that. I, to be I, honest, I, I, because I like you're thinking of like a creative that shit you could freak with. It. We're oh, consumers. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. As a consumer, we, we I'm like, kid, we got kids. kids. Yo, so I'm like, yo, if I get this shit, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta buy FTC UTD nameplate. Like, I gotta buy the yeah, nameplate. It is, like it the is freak a, it. a hassle if you don't plan on doing. It. But I think, I think the way they designed it from the top down was was starting with the players in the team, and that's what it came down to. It was like. Yeah, we can throw the numbers on stripes, but when you look at that from like a design aesthetic, like technically that's very distracting. Um, so really, just coming, I think they started from the top down, not the bottom up. Makes sense. So mm-hmm. when they're coming about it, they're like, well, how do we make these gold accents pop? Like you can tell there's subtle gold tones, and then the back numbers are obviously gold. Right? So they're like, well, how do we do this in a way that's subtle but intricate at the same time? So that I think that's the reason the back became a thing was because like. We're champions. The gold is like this is like our key, you know, gold. right? So, sure. Right. So, like, how do we call all of this gold. out and then emphasize it? And then there was like, well, let's make it a back black, and then that's probably do how you, about that. as a as a designer. Do you make concepts yourself at all? Um, uh, from scratch, yes. Um, it's a difficult process though, yeah, because you have to go through everything from understanding how fabrics work together to right. so how sewing works together. Um, I do it only if. I'm like, I'm doing it because, like, eventually I would like to do my own kit and not make it gimmicky as much as the custom kits are. Right. Um, I'm trying to learn it as much as I can, but it is a process. So, yeah, sometimes I'll do it. I'll, I'll find certain brainstorming techniques, like like right. a fabric I want to use for the You hear that, Virgil? He coming for you. Yeah, Virgil, I'm coming for your head. <laughs> you take, if you take a, it before me, a, I'm still coming. You feel that, feel that cold sweat in your neck. It's <laughs> so my boy coming. <laughs> All right, so let's, let's Yo, we up. got 22 other clubs to go through. Hey. No, we're, we're, we're gonna do, like, no, we, we, we gonna keep it. We just need. I'm giving it a point for the holographic style. I don't think anybody. No, I, I think I think they do that. Like somebody defend the chance for you. They do it for oh, the year that you um, that you won and everything. Yeah, they don't do this shit anywhere else. Nah, that's what I gave it a little extra. Yeah, that's what I said, bro. So so seven. I give it a solid. Eight and a half, nine, seven, four, five. So it's split. So who knows statistics? Who knows? Who knows statistics? What does that give Atlanta's kit for the FTC? It ain't looking good. Seven. Seven. It ain't looking yeah, good. Yeah, good solid seven. It ain't looking yeah. good. But let's talk about the white elephant in the room. Just the new boys. I mean, all, all, the, all the white kids. Oh, the white kids. Oh, That's goofy from a brand. I'm going to keep it a buck. Listen, so, it is. Of course, we, hey. we, we talked about this with, with DJ during, during the uh, interview. Like, and basically what he, what he was saying was that... Uh, it's for TV. It's one for TV. Fuck TV. Uh, FIFA's been trying to push this thing for the longest time. Fuck FIFA. Because you have all these teams in Europe who don't follow that shit for nothing. It's like, like you know, why exactly are we It's a no fun league, man. It's no but fun. you know, we are no kind of, we start everything in MLS. We're kind of like the, 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 the guinea pigs. Because like VAR, everyone's like, it's so stupid, it's so stupid. Now everybody's like, VAR is trash. I hope it's better. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, hey, I think I think got us a championship. We're getting different arguments now, but like, hey, as far as kids go, like the fact that this white domination for white kids is like we told you guys, the oppression won't stop, brother. Okay, it's like I said, you talked about this being a free capitalist society. He said he wanted black pages with white words. That's what he wanted. Exactly. Not the other way around. Actually, you know, as a goalkeeper, I want void. That shit is ugly. What do you think about their search sponsor? I think Zoo Lily is a beautiful brand. They, they, uh, they stand for something strong and women. They're, they're heavy in their community. Oh, I didn't even know. So look at me talking. Hey, listen, <laughs> listen. On our lost episode, me and Tony went on a deep. We went on a deep shit. No Zoo Lily, Seattle. We found out what Zoo Lily. Yeah, what we so what Zoo Lily is a clothing brand. What they what what they do is so we we it was a lost episode. We'll talk about it. So what they do is they take part of the proceeds and give it back to women that are victims of domestic violence. Yeah, so right. So it's like it's like it changed your whole entire. So let's let's grade this in two different ways though. Design wise, this is probably just as bad as the Angry Bird shit that Everton has. Like, what kind of joke? Like, come on, bro. Like, how do you expect me to take you seriously? You got cursive writing on your jersey. You might gotta do Like, I'm gonna keep it a buck. No, like, come on, like. We think a jersey sponsor, right? Like, aesthetic, like, come on, bro. They, they, they have another yeah. logo that looks so much better. You know, it's like... Use it. Use it. What do you think about the colors you use for the oh, kit? The Hitman. Oh, the, Seattle? The, the Inter- Miami Chuck colors? Um... No, I, the 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 reason why they picked the colors is like I said, like they were paid tribute to David Beckham a year early. <laughs> stop, try, no, stop. the 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 reason why they're trying to meld the brand with um, the Seattle Sounders and the Storm is the they're winning team. So they're they're trying to meld the brand to kind of say we are one club. So I, so I I really think that's the reason why they went with the colors. They went with, guess, with their, with their black. They're, they're Nightfall. That's what they're calling. They're calling Nightfall. Cool. No, no. The crazy thing was that they actually had a tweet came out that they talked about the, the inspiration came from the image of the sky from, from a game between Seattle and Portland. That was like... Okay, yeah. So anyway, um, the stripes on the side, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I never you thought black people because I rep so because I stand with Zoo Lily. This is a solid <laughs> hit. You got to now. You done. That's the brand issue. Right. 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 Do the Z, the Z with the. Whatever. If you do like a big Z, right? The Z with this maybe. Okay, I, yeah. I, okay, that's tolerable. That's like the big Z. What's yeah. the? What was the brand? The O2 brand that Arsenal used to have on the kids. Oh, the O2. Yeah. Right, right. So whatever yeah. brand that was, like that's fine. Like that's cool. Like like that would have been acceptable as well. The cursive. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It looks like something that you would see in. Uh, I don't know. Players. Right. I can't. I, right. Right. It's hard but, for me to take it serious in design wise. But, but, but yeah. shout out to effort. Hey, Zulily, bring it out. Everyone that 
missing out. I, I'm counting 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, uh, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, and including uh, D.C. That is 19 uh, out of 22 teams that have a white kid. Yeah. Like Black players been too proud. <laughs> I think it's lazy. Because here's the thing. When... It's, it's when you have one brand outfitting the entire league. That's what what you end up having is you end up having the double dip as far as like your design diversity because of course you're already dealing with with the one brand that already has like you're you're probably rotating at least two or three templates and so shout out to Vancouver and Chicago. Yeah, they're almost like the like. I love Vancouver's. Like, yeah, I'm gonna get to that one in a second. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, like when you have when everyone looks the same. Like, let's say like if you, if you did have a kit that actually did look good, but then you have another team that that copies the same thing, but in their colors. It's like it takes away from from the uniqueness of of their kits. Because like I, I remember last year, uh, DC United had had their black and gray uh, kits that came out, and then one week later, Philly came out with the same thing, but Navy was like. Well, shit. Like, like, how do you, like, like, how is a team supposed to stand out and create their own identity when, when another team is basically doing the same exact thing? Yeah, but like DJ, you know, he he went into it. It's all about economics and it's about television. So it's like, hey, Adidas isn't going to create too many crazy kits because they're afraid that no one's going to buy them. But that's the thing. So if they keep it safe, Adidas Adidas treats supposedly treats MLS as a big deal. No, no, it, it doesn't look like it, but they have to say that thing. Just like when they ask every player in Europe, are you going to come to MLS? So like, oh, yeah, it's a growing league, you know, and things like that. It, it, it's one of those things. No one wants to disrespect MLS because MLS is, is a top five league. It's top five The kids are boring. It's fucking so, boring. All right, dude. let's keep it going. So, like, I God, wanna, it's fucking boring. So here, I want to jump to the new darlings of all right, let's, FC Cincinnati. Let's jump to Cincinnati. I fucks with it for a new kid. I fucks with it too. Right. Like when we asked DJ, he kind of seemed like when, uh, on the call, like when we had an interview with him, he kind of he kind of was like, I like my shit because you know. Yeah, I, I, I love like the, the like I mentioned in the interview. Uh, I think the identity that he was going for and going after the Germanic side of Cincinnati it, at least helped with creating an individual identity for them. Uh, I think they went for something more general this year. You know, some people like it. They did. Some people wish that they had they had used that for laying it. And I'm like, no, nah. tight. No, no, no. I, let I, them I, have. I let them have. Yeah. But yeah. then their away kids is literally all white. white. It's a white, white, white. kid. Dude, uh, I think I just went to American Peril and get this. <laughs> you want to do? It? You want to go American Peril and pick like, up their jersey? The problem with me really is like there's no telling of the actual club's culture and right. all kids. Right. And that's the issue. Like yeah. true. this kid is always. Uh, identity mark or whatever exactly. it's called, right? yeah. and that's how it's treated so when you come into this scenario with as a brand bring all these teams the same white Thank to me it you. has to be lazy so, it's the only so, thing it's lazy so here's the thing because like it, it came out today Pablo Mara from um, from the athletic he was talking about how uh, DC United actually like they had like some other options that uh, that they could have gone with that weren't white like they had uh, they had like a blue and white uh, like a blue arsenal uh, type uh, kit that had like a blue body and white and white sleeves. 
they passed on that. They had they had this they had a couple of ideas that they were based on the cherry blossoms in DC. It was like, it was like white pink. It was actually pretty daring off the off center. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's, it my 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 question after seeing all that, I was like, so whose idea was it to say, okay, you have these ideas that that aren't white, but we're gonna not just make your kid white. We're gonna make everybody else's way. And it, it goes it, back to what he was saying. And it goes back to like that 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 call had to be made above yeah. DC United Well, yeah, it goes back like you remember like going to the NBA and stuff like that. Everybody had white home jerseys, and you know you had they, some. They had a dark and a and a light. Right now they got like seventeen. Now they got twenty different jerseys. But you know, the thing like, is, the NBA is booming right now because every club I, I guess basketball they call themselves clubs now every club has <laughs> it's not I mean Atlanta it's, Atlanta calls themselves yeah Atlanta it's like every club yeah. has their individuality and then and they're fucking making revenue and MLS is like but what you, are you doing but you know what's crazy now is that but they um, are all night uh, Adidas no, they but, are but the thing about it is that with the way that the basketball uniforms are cut it allows for more design diversity Whereas with soccer, because you have such a sheer volume of soccer jerseys that are being made globally, you, you can't, they just end up just. I, I call bullshit on yeah, that. I call bullshit, I call bullshit on that. Greg O. You're about to announce you're working for a deal. That's a brand new announcement. Are they announcement. paying you? Hey, are they paying you? Check, check his closet. <laughs> <laughs> he got a full new bag of Adidas. Did you look at the Colorado one where they got like an off white? Which is honestly, I, I like. I like. Or the guy. I, 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 I know I, New York's. I know New York's is gray. Uh, uh, LAFC is like New York's is five. Yeah, I love NYCFC. Wow. Oh, the, uh, the, oh, the new one, the uh, Damn, the Scrabble. Scrabble. Actually, I'm gonna catch some shit for this one, but you know what? I like Orlando. I'm, I'm not because it's like I don't say love. True to themselves, they're defending them. Um, Face no. the city, man. Face the city. Wait, it's wild. I, that pattern is not bad. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. it's not bad. It's, and, and the tonal stripes really work for me because I've, I've always been one of those people that I, I can't really stand how Adidas always makes it about the stripes. I'm like, blend that shit in with everything else. Go put the focus on, put the focus on somewhere else. Yeah. I um, think I think what you, you referenced the NYCFC thing. I think they need to start making that like their state. It needs to be like kind of like a river so, plate type of thing. Right. You know, like, this my, like I said, my, I my love dream for NYCFC has always been. I don't know. Well, a but, third jersey, maybe. Yeah, not but, that much. Because like, like, they play in there, they play in the stadium in there. They're, they're, they're all by the Yankees. But, like, I mean, like, but the thing about it is that, one, they're in a locker room on their on their grass this way, so good to be held, held back by that, by that shield. Like, just drop the whole shield and just get it in a locker room like the Yankees do. And then just do this uh, white, uh, white and blue pinstripe jersey. Greg O getting credit right now. Think about I got it in my phone right now. I got this idea in my head. Hey, is this going to be the version of the FTC Kit Boy Collabo? Kit Boy Collabo. No, but like I said, like NYCFC, like like the stripe going down the side, and then like the pigeon. Like, come on, that's it's authentic. It's to the city. It's like it's a dope kit. I'm it's ten, it's what, ten out of ten. 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 Fucking ten. I give it. I give it eight and a half. Gotta give it ten. Eight and a half. Aesthetic. I, I do like the racing stripe. 
Yeah. I'm a tough person. It's not a razor strike. It's a rail, dude. Think this is subway. Exactly. Yes. Like they put like you can tell like I'm looking at this like, right here. This serious like even though it's simplistic to make something simplistic and have hella detail in terms of metaphor. Damn. So cool. Come on. I, I, I'm glad you peeped Damn. that. Yeah. Like I'm saying, it's like it's. We got a professional I, I had, over I here. This, I had this. Uh, I had this week where I was out. Uh, I was. Uh, you got the whole kit. I can't take that anymore. Yeah. I, I had a. Uh, this this why I wish I wish that don't post that. Uh, don't post that in the book. Hold that down. Hold <laughs> yeah, that. No, no, they be out here. Though. Yeah. Like, let's see. work on like legit. No, a kid boys FTC collabo I, I, would be was, lit with I that. I was out sick for a month, and I was up here. And this is when your back was broke. Yeah. Oh, okay. My bad. Too soon. Too soon. My bad. No. <laughs> but no, I, I was out sick for like a couple years back, and like, I was on these pro evolution um, sites that you know, you know uh, yeah, and, yeah, custom fits and everything. And I, I, I did like a, I did a whole league of kits. Like this was like the one that I did for the CF sets. They're shortchanging what they can actually do. So, yeah, the, the interlock just by itself can be so. All right, so I got I got a question for you all. No, well, actually, it's not about a specific kit. It's actually to you know the, the kit sponsor. Who do you think has the aesthetically the best kit sponsor? Uh, I, my, all right, can I start off? You, ahead, you know, let's get started. Are you still looking? I'm still looking. You're all right. right yeah. To me, it's the last year. It, it, it's the way Alaska Airlines has flown on Portland's uh, kit for years. It, it just looks nice. It looks classy. It reminds me of like Emirates, like 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 the Emirates Airline kit, because it looks like they, they take pride in their logo. And when they put it on the jersey, it was like we wanted to really stand out. Um, Even though we're not located in Alaska. <laughs> Hey, I mean, I mean, our, our kid sponsors from Ohio. I'm gonna go with uh, the Portland Trail Blazers. Uh, Portland Trail Blazers. From Montreal and one. Toronto. You only get one. You only get one. one, man. I got a couple of Boston rules. rules. <laughs> <laughs> you can't follow rules. Hey, but, I'm uh, glad you picked the two but, Canadian gloves. But, uh, Seriously, no. what is that? Hey. I, I hey. hey. What's that about? Hey. 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 <laughs> what you think? Chicago. Chicago So, for me, I was going to say it has to be between Chicago Columbus gets a special shout out. I don't know why I enjoy that so much. I, I was going to say, like the aesthetic. It's like, I, I like looking at aesthetic. So, aesthetically, to me, like, yeah. I think the, the Acura one, one. Yeah. It's it's tough. For me, yeah. the Acura one. The Acura logo is by itself, like, even without the word Acura, I think it's dope. Uh, how, how do we feel about them? Say Bimbo! I, I don't. I never knew what it was. I always it's a bread was, company. Bimbo like, makes yeah, good. It's a bread, bread. company. All right, yeah. So, yeah say just, in their whole ad campaign. Uh, ad campaign was like say Bimbo. I don't know how to feel about that. I got a lot of my Mexican homies, man. They, they so, keep me up with it's that. It's funny that none of us named it last night. I'm just, I'm just glad that, they, that, that, yeah. that the American family let, let us do gold. Mm-hmm. I'm glad about that. I'm glad that they mm-hmm. let, let us match it with whatever kit that we did. So like I personally that, thought, yeah. I personally thought they could have chosen aesthetically better. 
Yeah. 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 I mean, like, I, I'm not one of those that's like, because I had like Coca Cola. I'm like, no, Coca Cola is Even though it was very funny how Herediano had a I know, right? Yeah. So, like, you see that fries one? Who was it with the fries? Oh, I heard about that one. <laughs> the ones oh, yeah, the yeah, yeah, with the fries. With the, the McDonald's fries, fries yeah. at the okay. bottom of the, the, yeah, yeah, the drop so, tail. Yeah. <laughs> Who is the <laughs> worst kid sponsor? Like, here, I'll just give you food uh, for sake of time. Uh, all, let's all say, that, hold on, let's say, I, I, I think say, the Herbalife. Yeah, I was going to say, that, I was going to say, Avacare? I said the Herbalife. Life is just there you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. We go with all the schemes out go. there. All right, all right. Me, Houston has a Times New Roman font as a sponsor. Hey, you know what? It's a, it's a hospital. It's yeah. a cancer center. All right, I'm just speaking on aesthetics. That's all aesthetics. Look, I'm gonna go there. Y'all gonna burn. It's weak. It is. It's a little. Come on, bro. You ain't got a logo. Like, use the logo. Seiko and Ringo, y'all going to a special place. Shouts out to MD Anderson Cancer Center. <laughs> they're doing like, cancer, Hey, they're they're doing. But I will say this: I actually do love um, uh, Houston's new kid. Like, they're, they're actually the color is right. nice. The color gradient the, pattern is nice. The, um, they're playing right now in the Champions League, matter of fact. But yeah, like they're, they're they're debuting right now. But yeah, like, like that one I actually like. So to before we wrap up, like so, out of what you've seen so far, I, I think all the new kids are all out. I think Seattle was the last one. What's your top five as far as the uh, top five kids in the U.S.? Top five. Top five alive. Shit. Um, all right, let, I'm going to do this in no order for the sake of time. Okay. Um, I like Chicago. Shout out to my boy DJ. He just transfers from Chicago. He's down in Birmingham now getting that check. But, yeah, I like Chicago. Um, Columbus, aesthetically, is very pleasing. Um, Houston also came with a good one for me. Um, New York's FC has one. I think that's about four for me. And then, and then I think Atlanta United rounds it out. After that, I don't think nothing else. All right. So, number one, hands down, goes to Portland Timbers. The green one? The green with the stripes. It's classy. It's nice. Um, it's classy. It's classy. It's nice. Uh, number two for me, I'd give it to, I would say, Chicago. Chicago's nice. Uh, three, it's weird to say Orlando. Yeah. Uh, uh, Who are no, no, you? You know what? No, no, three is New York, and then four is Orlando, okay. and then five, I would probably give it to, I would give it to LAFC. Uh, the new, the new white, the, 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 all the highways. Yeah, the, all the one on the PCH. Yeah, the 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 roads because it's kind of street to street. Man. I, I just the like the contrast street. from their home kit. Like I just, I think it's it's not white. It's like yeah, we gotta do white, but we gonna freak it LA style. Oh, so, I, I think it's a firm tribute to all the highways. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go number one. Probably, I hate to say it, but NYCFC. Um, you know, I say cool allude to the simple, it's the simplicity, but also with extra detail. That's probably number one. Two, probably the Portland one. Uh, number three. Eh. Uh, you know what? I'm about, about chest. I'm about to I'm about to. I'm about to. Think about your weekend with all them bones, bro. <laughs> About to rock the boat, man. I'm about to do. You know what? Just for Ringo's sake, I like Vancouver's number three. Collar, pop it. Let's go. 
You know what I'm saying? Hop a collar. I can You know I have to have a collar in my top five, man. <laughs> I gotta have a collar. So we popping that at number three. Number four, um, go with the Columbus Crew. Save the Crew. I think their their shirt sponsor gets them in there. Five. This is really going to mess with y'all. I'm actually a fan of uh, the Sounders. Oh, I'm actually a fan of it. With the Zulu. No, man. I don't mind the green ones. I like the camo on the green, but that's. Oh, but but oh, okay. That was my other thing, though. Out of all that, you know, what my favorite jersey is the keeper kits. Of course. We didn't even consider this. The keeper kits. Yeah. 99 has a cool one. I, keep, I, I like the keeper kits. I, that's why, because to be honest, I don't think I'm purchasing the new home kit, but I'm going to get a new keeper kit. Oh, so. All right. So, here's, oh, my, so. here's my top five. Of course, number one is Vancouver. What? Yeah. Hold on. Let me pull it back up. <laughs> yeah, it has one, a collar, when, and it has the Bell sponsorship. Yeah. Like that one, like the, because that one's, that was a, a throwback from like their NASL days, and just the general execution of it is really from what their original kit was from with that design is top notch. Can't be that. Um, second, uh, I'm gonna say nobody said red. I'm sorry, it looks like a, a kit for like academy teams. I said, like, other than that church sponsor, everything else like, is Like, I feel like I'm, if I'm, I go I'm, to Inner Atlanta, that's, like, what they have. Dude, you shot at Inner Atlanta's around when I was playing. <laughs> because they, they've been so dominant on orange and white. I think it's a nice switch from the green to orange and black. Of course, orange and black always reminds me of uh, Netherlands and everything. So, like, when you're black and white, you start switching up, you can do black shorts, black socks, all that stuff. So, it, it's, uh, I think it has a lot of, lot of potential there. Um, three, three. Three is Orlando. I, I, I said, it stands I, out in the that, crowd. That one is, I think, it's easily their best kit. Okay. What's number four? Uh, number four. Um, no sport. Shout Casey. out to Nani. Oh, the, 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 is he going for the home team? Is he going for the home team? This table is split. This table is split. I gotta go to the home team. That shit ain't make top 20 for me. Damn, homie. Damn, I thought it was your fault. Hey, man. Hey, home team, man. I'm still rocking the 17 on my back. I feel you. Okay. I got you, but yeah, I think yeah, the home team is down at number five for me. Aside, aside from the number box, I can work at everything else. Like that. Once, once we get that, that, that fresh for uh, the coaching name set on the air, we'll be our. Gregor, oh, where do they go for that? FTCUTD.myspotify.com. And Gregor, oh, where do we go if we have opinions about kids? You can 
get that smoke at FTCUTD on Twitter, on Instagram, <laughs> Fuck Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, um, I think that yeah, I think that that top five works all right, all right for me. Um, did we miss anything else? Or did we Black Panther got, got Oscars? Spider Spider Man got, got Oscars like this. Oscars. It was good, man. I, I, me, but the the best film was the Green Book, where white people saved racism. Like, I, don't know, I don't know how the Green Book won film of the year. Did y'all watch Jesus and Meryl? Meryl? Showtime show. Yeah, Showtime show now. Yeah, I was yeah, man, I was yeah, to their podcast. Yeah, yeah, you want to listen to that podcast? I do all of them. Yeah, they're on Showtime now. We need to start having acronyms like that. Like, like names, nicknames. Like, go through like a hundred names. I stopped listening to Bodega Boys because their names went in fucking fucking 30 minutes long. I was like, you know what? AKA, AKA. You got to sometimes skip it. I could do all my AKAs, but that's a whole other story. Yeah. I got a long history, but. He yeah, ain't gonna talk about that. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, the Showtime show is Yeah, that's cool. So, you know, I always say, like, if you like us, <laughs> subscribe. Subscribe to FTC UTD. We're on everywhere you can get your podcasts. Where can they find Kid Boys? My, my oh, favorite. yeah, yeah. So we operate mainly out of Instagram. So you can uh, you can find us at the kitboys.club. Mm-hmm. Kitboys.club. Don't put it up before. Kitboys.club. They got five um, shit on there, y'all. Yeah, we got lots of five shit for you for your head top. But, um, and then we got Twitter at Kitboys Worldwide. So, yeah, because yeah, uh, y'all doing the. Uh, the FIFA tournament in a couple of weeks right? oh yeah uh, yeah so we got a FIFA tournament for the home base team March the 8th at the library and it's that's gonna be dope there's lots of influencers cool people video games video that's, that's the day before Memphis so you know we, we, we might yeah. be there for like two seconds listen <laughs> okay fine and it's free <laughs> it's free lick too Free, free, two. Free Professional. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Fall back through anytime, especially because you you right down the way too. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. we definitely gotta get you back out here pretty soon. But uh, but yes. In the meantime, you got you got any last thoughts, Coach? Hey man, have you quit? Have you have you stopped being boss? Nah, son. Nah. Back at that paycheck. Nah. <laughs> nah, son. No. All I want you to do is insert insult insert culture, baby. We don't insult culture. We don't. Uh, a lot of insulting culture. Green book tribe. Green book tribe. But yes, for Ringo, for Ooh. Coach, for Seku, 
It's Grego. Coach is real. We'll see y'all next weekend. We out.